Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we're going to discuss four comics, and Tesh has some uh, movie news, and we want to say hi to Wendy Sue in the chat room. Hi, Wendy Sue! <laughs> and here's Tesh! Hi, everyone! Hi, Holly! Hello! How are you? <laughs> uh, yes, Tejna was a bit delayed. I had to do stuff anyway. Um, yeah, movie news. Very exciting movie news. Justice League has officially wrapped. Um, they are not going to any more locations. Uh, they don't have any reshoots scheduled. Um, according to Jason Momoa's Instagram and, uh, you know, he's basically been keeping everybody up to date with what's been happening. Um, they had a Guinness beer party (laughs) to wrap. Um, they wrapped in London uh, about a week ago and they had a, you know, this, this behind the scenes, a video that was one minute long and everybody dissected it like it was an actual movie. Um, But yeah, Justice Week has officially wrapped. They were shooting in Iceland, which was their last uh, uh, principal photography location area things. And I don't know the technical terms, movie movie terms. Um, And we got a surprise. Um, It was the very first official look at Mira, the Queen of the Seas. And if I say so myself, for someone who is a huge fan of this character, it is fantastically awesome. Um, I want Mira and Diana and Lois to go on this little adventure because the guys can go fight each other and be all angust and manly and brooding and whatever. I don't care. I think the women of the DC universe are just powerhouses and I love them. Um, yeah, and, you know, Amber Amber looks fantastic. Um, Amy was on the Graham Norton show. Now, I don't get the Graham Norton show uh the same time as the UK. I get it one week later, so I'll I will see what she said because apparently she dropped some kind of Justice League news, but nobody has footage out there for me to watch. Um what day so was I'll there? see what she said. Huh? What day was she on? It last night, Friday. The fourteenth. Yes. Yesterday. Okay. Friday the fourteenth was the uh Graham Norton show in the UK. I will be watching it next week, the 21st, uh, and I'll tell you. Uh, she said, she confirmed that there is um, Enchanted 2 coming out, and she said, uh, ain't nobody playing Giselle except me. So um, she she put her foot down there. Um, and apparently she said something about Justice League. It's probably just like, you know, two seconds she said like yeah yeah justice league you know i don't know nobody has what she says online yet so i'm waiting for that yeah i'm like i'm like you people are the worst reporters ever uk you have failed 
failed you have. And because it's just like, she mentions the Justice League. And I'm like, what about the Justice League? I need more details. What did she say? Post the clip. Hey, you know, and nobody's done it yet. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll watch it and I will see what she says. And I'll tell you next week what okay. she says. Um, I have a recording and everything set for that episode. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Justice League is wrapped. We got a beautiful picture of Mira. Um, apparently there was only Aquaman or or Jason Momoa. I have now taken to calling him Aquaman. Uh, It's just like force of hell. I'm sorry. Uh, Kimmy will tell me, just call him Aquamoa. And I'm like, no, no, he's Aquaman. Leave it like that. Um, Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck, and Amber Heard was there um, in Iceland. So I don't think it goes with my theory of an, a fortress of solitude because Henry Cavill was doing some kind of spelunking through mud challenge. And then he posted pictures of him all dirty in mud. Uh, there's a shirtless picture of him in mud if anybody wants to go and look at it. So where was that at? Uh, he did his commando challenge for his um, charity to support the Royal Marines. Right. I think. And that was in London, I okay. believe. In the mud somewhere. Maybe in Scotland. Some some One of that areas there. Northern, northern England. Somewhere there. Um, but yeah, he was trunching through the mud there. Uh, and then he was in London at his house. So, um, yeah. But uh, according to his, um, like, photography and stuff, he doesn't have anything else planned except DC movies uh, up until, like, 2018. So right. I'm, still, I'm still saying Man of Steel is getting filmed. Oh yeah. Like, end of this year, beginning of next year, it's getting filmed. Uh because because, right? Um the thing I was just I was just going to mention this to Kimmy, but I forgot to mention it to her. The thing is, we saw people saying there was activity at the Kent house. Right. Um in in Michigan, right? That's where it is. And the Justice League, like half of the Justice League is forming in Iceland. So why would there be activity at the Kent House when Justice League is wrapped, right? Officially wrapped, it's done. Right. Why is there activity at the Kent household? Obviously because they're forming Man of Steel 2 in secret. Right. Um, because apparently the world still thinks Superman is dead. Yeah, like we didn't see him... On that San Diego Comic-Con panel, you know. Uh, Who was that? I don't know. Not Superman. Um, Yeah, so I I definitely think they're going full steam ahead to do a Man of Steel 2. Right. um, In secret. And we'll find out about it later. I think, I honestly think this year San Diego Comic-Con is going to be even more DC Comics than it was this year, right? right? This year they had 
Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, they had Justice League. They, they, I mean, we were trending worldwide. People forgot who Marvel was, you know, for one day. They were like, Marvel who, you know? Um, Marvel came out with, like, smoke and lasers, and people were like, go home, Marvel, go home. And, you know, um, I definitely think this year they're going to confirm and solidify what is coming out, when it's coming out, surprise us with Man of Steel 2, even though it's not going to be a surprise, and give Ben Affleck's Batman a title because at the moment it has 50 titles. Um, you know, it's Batman Under the Red Hood, The Batman, yeah, but they're Batman all, The Dark Knight. It's not like it's coming from a studio. So I know, I know. But I think this year San Diego Comic-Con, you know, they're going to obviously it'll just come off the steam of of Wonder Woman. Right. You know, Wonder Woman's releasing right. in in June. July is San Diego Comic Con. They'll obviously bring the Wonder Woman panel there to like say thank you, blah blah blah, um, all of that. Um, and I think then they're going to finally, finally give us like a timetable and put in where what is coming so we don't have to keep guessing. Right. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I I still say it's very suspicious that people and it's it's film people, right? It's like people who are setting up cameras and judging angles and things like that and checking the length of corn and those sorts of things, you know. Uh, and they're boarding up the place and they're closing it off so that people can't look in, right? And there's green screens and stuff. So yeah. it's obviously for a film set. Yeah. Um, it's been hired and, like, bought off as the Kent household farm, right? And if Justice League is wrapped and Henry Cavill is still pushing steel and, you know, all that sort of good stuff, and, you know, he's got his Man of Steel, you know, Superman body because we saw him very finely defined in mud, you know, shirtless, and he's got that Superman body. People said this was the way he looked uh, when they did that oil rig shoot. Right. right. So if he's in that type of, and they said that was the peak of his physical shape because he had to take off his shirt and all those sorts of right. things. He had to hold up. So, the old, so is the there a doubt they're not filming Man of Steel 2? Because I thought that's what they were going to do, period. I, I, I didn't have any doubts. Is, are there other people who are doubting that? Uh, yeah, the the Batman fans. The Batman fans think Batman's going to come out before. The, uh, the Batman fans think, uh, and I'm talking about now these, you know, these hardcore Batman, you know, Batman can do like a scissors kick and, and kill do, do dark side sort right. of thing. Right. If you they're know? hardcore, then they know that his 80th anniversary isn't till 2019. Yes. Right. Like, like I know that. I, I'm a hardcore Batman fan, but I'm not, like, crazy like these people. I know Batman will well, die if he goes up against Doomsday, you know. I could, um, you know, I mean... We're talking business here. We're talking keeping the momentum. And Mm -hmm. they're obviously not going to have the Batman film before the Superman film. No. I mean, Zack Snyder is not... Zack Snyder, people need to just give him credit for knowing 
I think much more than people, much more than the average fan knows about DC Comics. Um, yeah, okay, let me just explain to you the whole thing that's happening on the internet. I'll go through it very quickly. Well, 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 five minutes. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> the internet's not running these films. The studio is. Right, right, I know, I know, I know this. You know this. We know this, right? It's just these stupid fans that think that there's a there's a small minuscule um group of people that think and unfortunately these people run very big sites, right? Uh some of them are rumored to have insiders in Warner Brothers and whatnot, uh, but their rumors never come true, so I don't believe them. Um Anyway, what these people are saying is that only Batman can save the DC films. And I'm standing there, okay, and I'm okay. looking. Hold on a minute. Will I give them any more credence than they deserve? No, no, it's just, I just want to clear the air, you know, that sort of thing. We we, we strive to bring truth to the people on well, the okay, show, here's, right? Superman's going to come out before Batman, period. Yeah, this, definitely. This mental masturbation about how Batman has to save the DC films. First of all, that that has the premise that the DC films are in trouble. Yep, and they're uh, not. which is completely false. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I why, mean, you know, it's like talking to a crazy person. It's like, no, the facts are, DC films are doing well. They're going to do mm-hmm. Superman first, and then Batman. Live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd like to correct one thing you said that DC films aren't just doing well; they're smashing it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, um, they're not doing horribly. No, no, not a, in not remotely, because people need to get it through their thick skulls that these three films, right? Um, I'm talking about Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Suicide Squad, which it it exceeded everyone's expectation. Every time somebody said it's going to make X amount, it made X squared, right? Right. And so and so everybody needs to understand that money wise, money wise, and at the at the very crux of a business, you count on money, right? Um money wise these films have done better than any other franchise and I'm comparing it with Harry Potter. I'm comparing it with Lord of the Rings. I'm comparing it with Marvel. You, come at me, haters. Okay. The first three Marvel films only made about $800 million. And, oh, sorry, everybody, but, you know, Super Man of Steel did that by itself. Well, Go to sleep. Steve, here's my problem. These people are working mm-hmm. out of a wrong premise, so why give them credence? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's just that I I hate seeing the negativity towards this franchise that I believe, I honestly, at the bottom of my heart, believe that this franchise, Man of Steel, uh, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, does not deserve the hate it has gotten. But because here's the thing. here's the thing about that is that if they're doing well and these people have a problem with it, that's their problem. Exactly, yeah. So just ignore them. 
Yeah. I, well, I'm ignoring it down your yeah. throat, you know, and coming on and and harassing you and stuff. Just let them live in their own little miserable world, and you know, you know the facts, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we've said how many times that, you know, I don't care how much they love Batman, he's not going to have his <laughs> movie come out before Superman. Definitely. So, I mean, the one thing people asked for from Batman v Superman was, why didn't we just get a straight up Man of Steel sequel, right? And for me, as a Superman fan, I understand first. Well, I understand more that they just wanted to kickstart the world building, and right with the, with these characters. When you say Batman Superman, everybody knows these characters. You don't need to give them. Well, backstory, you don't need well, to give them origin. this is a good origin. to introduce Batman. This Batman. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So this was Batman's yeah, intro. Okay, before he got his solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so after what, you know, could be considered a Justice League, but not really because of the Frank Miller version. Then they have Justice League because it just organically comes out of that because, you know, Bruce now wants to, you know, gather this team to fight, you know, what he saw in his nightmares, okay? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, they killed Clark off. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to bring him back probably in Justice League. And then we're going to get, you know, because of the 80th anniversary, we're going to get Clark's first in 2018, and we're going to get Bruce's in 2019. I mean... Hell yeah. So, I don't understand why, you know, people can talk till they're blue in the face. I mean, facts are facts. It's an emotional Mm -hmm. thing where they just go off and say, well, I feel, because, you know, Batman needs to save DC films. I'm like, what? Mm. Yeah, that's my exact reaction. What? (laughs) Are you drunk? Are you high? <laughs> DC films don't need saving. Let's put it that way. Right. So this, yeah. So their premise is mm-hmm. completely screwed, so. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's positive news. We have Justice League wrapped. It's happening, people. Um, they're not going to fire Zack Snyder. Oh, my Some gosh. people are so hope. Are they saying Some people that? Are, so... are they kidding me? Yes. Excuse no, they, they, me. They, they do they think they that. just make these films on a whim? Do they think they've created all these films up through what 2020 on a whim, yep. and that they're gonna? Oh well, we're gonna go fire Zack Snyder because some pea brain somewhere doesn't like him or what he's doing. Okay, this is all planned out. Yep. I mean, they would have to fly. You know, if one of the films only made it. A hundred million, then yeah, Zack Snyder might get fired, but that's not happening. Maybe. So they're not firing Snyder because this is all planned. It amazes me how people think that these films are made on a whim, and especially Mm -hmm. these films because each film builds worlds, not just one world, but worlds. So they're interconnected. Mm. So like things you pick up in Suicide Squad or things you pick up in Batman v Superman or things you pick up in Man of Steel will carry into the other films like Wonder Woman and The Flash 
and Aquaman and Justice League, you know, and it's all very intricate. It's like making a tapestry. And these people yes. think, oh, well, they're just going to kill the the weaver right off the bat because we just think what he's done is terrible. And it's like, no, yes. because billions and billions and billions of profits are in the making, and they're not going to screw that up. Yeah. You know what I find fascinating about the Internet um, is these, what can I call it, Internet celebrities, right? Uh, they have like a 10,000 followers or something, right? They think their opinion matches so much that Zack Snyder or Warner Brothers is going to say, because, you know, some people on the Internet think if they're negative towards these movies because they don't, for some odd reason, don't like it. You know, it's, it, I love this phrase, not my Superman. Um, you know, they think that their 10,000 followers is somehow going to get Warner Brothers to change their minds. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, maybe you can get like a small indie film to do well, but no. No, you're no. not that imp- you're not that important, sorry. No, no, that's not happening. I don't care. They could scream at the top of their lungs or whatever, but it's still not going to happen. Yeah, I've been unfollowing people because I'm just like, this is crap. I don't need this, you know. Yeah. Mhm. Same here. Same here. I've been, I've been unfollowing people. Um, uh, this week, the Supergirl, uh, show premiered. And everybody jumped on the bandwagon uh, to say that this Superman, played by Tyler, however you pronounce his name, Hochi, Hoki, something like that. I don't know. Um, Hokalin, something. I don't know. Uh, he plays a very, um, how can I put this in a nice way? An homage to Christopher Reeves' Superman. Oh, right. He stabbed me in the heart twelve times. Oh come on. And wait, wait. It, he's got a lousy suit. Yes, he's got a lousy body as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could have done like ten push ups before you you went in, right? Uh, I'm pretty positive there is an apple crate somewhere that somebody I'm is sure. moving for him. Especially if he's in a team with Jimmy. Uh because oh no, Jimmy sits in every scene that he and Jimmy share, Jimmy is sitting or he's crouching or he's like bending or something, you know, leaning against the table. That's what Apparently I think. couldn't afford an apple crate. I don't know. Um, no, I'm, I swear I watched this show twice because his height keeps changing. It's like a graph, right? And I'm pretty sure somebody's moving an apple crate or the steps or something for him to stand on because in one scene right he will be he's Supergirl's height right and she's not like terrifically tall she's um just a little bit shorter than than Gal Gadot right right um and she wears one in shields right and so in every scene he's with Supergirl he's Supergirl's height but then when he gets to a scene where he's Superman and he's next to Jimmy, right, 
he's suddenly taller than Jimmy. And I'm like, huh? How is this possible? Um, well, I know how it's possible. They put a step, step stool for him to stand everywhere. Well, uh, um, so, so how is his presence? I mean, you know, Welling was, and he was playing Clark Kent. He wasn't playing Superman. Welling uh-huh, was Kryptonian mm-hmm. gorgeous, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. But he had, when he was heroic and eventually became, you know, the blur, which is, you know, like Superman, pre-Superman, he had yep. a presence. He had, you saw. Uh, he had an he had an X factor that just drew you right. towards him. I mean, Every you, scene. he was Superman. You know the way he stood. In fact, when mm-hmm. Laura came to do Supergirl on the show, he was showing her how to stand. You know certain poses. You know the commanding pose of being a super person. You know those heroic poses. And, yep. Mm-hmm. And get that down. You know um, and make it organic. Mm-hmm. So does Tyler have this presence, this, you know, when he comes on the screen, you're just like, yeah, that's Superman. Absolutely not. Um, I found him incredibly, yeah, I found him incredibly forgetful because um, he's trying to be something he's not. He is trying to imitate something instead of trying to make it his own. Right. The thing about the thing about the great Supermans, right? The great people who have played Superman. If you look at George Reeves, you look at Christopher Reeves, you look at Dean Cain, right. you look at Tom Welling, right? I'm just gonna count. I'm just gonna count Henry those Cavell. four, right? Okay. Hold on, hold on. I'll talk about Henry in a second, right? Those four all made it their own. They did not try to live up to something, right? Right. Um, George Reeves, uh, you know, had a bit of, um, what's the word I want to use? He had a bit of leeway because you hadn't really seen, I mean, I know there's the Superman movie before that, but you hadn't really seen, yeah, you hadn't really seen Superman, right? And he, and he, he made it his own. He stood proud. He puffed out his chest, you know, he put his hands on his hips and he stood proud. Right. Same thing with Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve was magnetic, okay? I will admit this. He was a fantastic Superman. Um, the scripts let him down, unfortunately. Um, but in the in the latter half of the second movie, towards the third and the fourth. Oh, that fourth movie. Um, the first movie was great. The second oh, yeah, that's movie, it, yeah, that's... they lost Donner. They lost the plot. They lost. Oh, the they plot. lost Donner. Oh, did they lose Donner? Did they lose Donner? Okay, they lost Donner. That's explains yeah, that's so much. I did Donner not know that. For the second movie, they pulled in Richard Lester to finish it. I see. That and he's the so one that put sense. memory kiss in. Right. That's the part I have a problem with. And then in the third uh-huh. film, they lost Kidder. Yes, and they. Replaced her with Lana Lang. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, let's not talk about the fourth movie. That that's just a disaster. Right. Um, Tom Welling made it his own. Right. right. There is no denying that Tom Welling took the 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 role 
and he split it down to its bare roots and then built it back up and created it as his own, right? Right. Henry Cavill revolutionized Superman for me. Um, For me, growing up, I had two Supermen, right? It was the animated version and Tom Welling. Tom Welling, to me, growing up, was Superman. Uh, I didn't watch the Christopher Reeve movie till I was about 13, right? By that time, I had seen... 13, 14, somewhere there. By that time, I had seen a few seasons of Smallville. And so, for me, Tom Willing is my Superman, right? And for me to say Henry Cavill... And and I'm not I'm not I'm not ranking these I'm not ranking them right. right. I'm just saying that Henry Cavill did the same thing Tom Welling did. He made the role his own. Right. And he that's... he didn't try. And that's why I'm not putting Brandon Routh in here because he was trying to do what Tyler's doing now. Is he was trying to be? He wasn't allowed free. to do anything else. True. I, I mean, he was a good. That. He was a good Superman. But he wasn't allowed to do anything else. Right, but there's this one scene, right, where Tyler is literally in the middle of your TV, but you don't notice him. So it's like, and he's Superman. He's in the Superman suit. You know, oh, he, wow. should be, he should be commanding the scene, yeah. but you're like, you're like, oh, I forgot you were there, you know, when he pipes up eventually and... and He's trying to be Christopher Reeve a little too much for my liking. And for me, that's just a no, because you should take, the, if you're going to do, I know he's only doing this for two episodes and they need him to be a certain way. But, I mean, Dean Kane even did the same thing. He made Superman sexy. He made Superman, oh, yeah. Y- y- yeah, okay, <laughs> Dean Kane, okay, when I eventually got to watch that series, when they brought it to South Africa, um, he like pubertized me, okay. I will not I will not be afraid of admitting that because it was he made Superman real, right? He made Superman human because it focused more on Clark and Lois. That's right. the name of the title. Um but he made Superman very um approachable, right? And what, well, he was what modern Tyler, age, too. I mean, he wasn't silver age. I mean, right, and what Tyler is trying to do is silver age. So he's trying to be yeah, jolly, we'll go back to silver age. smile. Yeah, yeah and, and the thing is, and then when he tries to be something else, like angry or something else, it, it's too polarizing, you know, because he's smiling, he's happy-go-lucky, he comes in, he shakes everybody's hand, and then he's grumpy at Martian Manhunter. And you're like, what? <laughs> huh? Okay. All right. There's something going on there. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, it's it's just, he gets very lost for me. Well, I'm going to wait Even- a while before I watch because, you know, maybe I'll wait for Lois to show up. <laughs> like No, no, Lois. Bill. <laughs> Well, no Lois. No Lois. Right. They they have confirmed the season will not have Lois. Um, Superman Boy, won't be returning. Big gun, shoot, foot, foot. Yeah, he he does this thing where he talks to Lois on the phone. 
Um, oh, yeah, and he's like, Lois, huh? Yeah, but we don't hear her voice. It's just him talking. So he's like, hey, sweetie. Yes, I'm fine. Sweetie? I'm with Tara. Sweetie, yeah. Um, um, he's a beast, yes, I'm mom. Fine. Uh, I'm fine. I'm with Kara. Yes, I'm eating. I'm taking care of myself. Okay, I love you too. Bye. That's and I'm like, it. what? What? Oh, jeez. Okay, and and then they have the subplot of Cat Grant being attracted to Clark Kent. Of course. But wait for it. Wait for this. Wait for this, right? Cat Grant is about 50 in this time zone. Right. Right? And the person who they've cast and the age space that they've put Clark Kent in, he's about 32, right? So Lois is about 33, 35, somewhere there, right? Maximum 40. So they think Clark um, go for a cougar? I, I don't know. And so that's the whole thing they have going. It's like the 50-year-old Cat Grant who's like into 30-year-old. And I don't have a problem with that. It's fine, you know? Um, But it's a bit weird when you consider that 10 years ago, she worked at the Daily Planet, so he would have been 22, and she was like 40, and she was like going after him. Uh-uh. Yeah. You know. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I Well, then I guess I'll have to wait till next year to see if she shows up. Because, hey, you know what? I didn't watch Smallville for three years, so I could wait. True. I mean, I like Supergirl. I like the actress that plays Supergirl. She does, for me, she does it really well. I don't like Kat. Um, uh, they could take that character. But I, throw her yes, off a I hate Cat Grant. I hate Cat Grant with a passion. So maybe I'll like the season because of, because Cat Grant's not going to be in it. Because Calista Flockhart said she's not moving to uh, Vancouver, which is where they're shooting it now. Well, I thought she so, was definitely back on the show. I thought that's what the deal was. What she's going to do is do... Um, what what did they say it was? She's not going to be a permanent fixture. She's going to do guest appearances. So oh. they'll say guest starring Calista Flockhart. Yeah. Uh, so then you know then you know Cat Grant's in there. So yeah, but she's not going to be a regular. That's she's not confirmed as a regular. Right. She's just confirmed that if they need her for the role, she will she'll do it. Right. Sort of thing. Right. Whatever. So, yeah, because, yeah, they're giving Kara a whole new job, a whole new um, everything, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's, like, apparently she's getting a new boss and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But what I am happy about is that they changed direction from where they were going in the first season, where they're only going to focus on her being super-powered. Right. And now she's actually focusing on building a life as Kara. And the one thing, the one thing I took away from Clark's conversation with her that I actually did enjoy, and I said, okay, well done, um, was Clark said, you're Supergirl. You don't have to try and be Supergirl. Focusing on being Clark and being Kara, that is what is important. And I was like, okay all right, they're not going to make it all about the superheroing, you know. Right. Um, they, because you need to build human interaction. You know, you can't have an interaction with Supergirl. When she's 20, if she's 24-7 Supergirl, it, it loses the plot for me. 
Well, yeah, it's that whole New 52 battling alien thing. Yeah, yeah. So. And on The Flash, The Flashpoint lasted one episode, and then they were like, no, 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 now we're, we're, we've passed Flashpoint, and they didn't call it Rebirth, but they called it A New Beginning. And I was like, well done, well done. I'm still debating to watch Flash or not. i got to talk to the kid. I haven't talked to him yet, so. Uh, I am going to watch Flash because they're moving ahead with Iris and Barry. Well, about time. And they, about damn time, exactly. You know what? I hated this episode at the beginning, right? This episode that just uh, aired. Um, because for some odd reason, Barry goes to Felicity for advice, right? Oh, God. Um, Is she on the show? No, she did a guest. Spots, right? She she oh, guessed she guest starring. Doesn't she pollute um, Arrow enough that she's got to start polluting Flash now? Exactly, right? That was my exact. You can go and read my tweet. I even tweeted something very similar. I was like, she's ruining Arrow, or she's ruined Arrow. Why is she now ruining the Flash, right? And then on the, it's like I don't know if Jeff Johns magically appeared in spirit or something, because. They wiped out Felicity's advice, and they had Iris come in, and she's like, well, you go do this, you go do that. I don't care what you did, Barry. You made a mistake. You're human. I'm here to forgive you. Here's how we fix it. And I was like, hey, Iris fixed his life. As she often does when they let her. As she, as she often does when they allow her to be Iris West, because Iris West is awesome. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if they continue with Barry and Iris, I will be watching Flash. Right. If not, screw them. Yeah, who needs screw to them? Go screw up Arrow some more. Yeah, I'm not watching Arrow I'm not at either. all. Don't, I've never even watched if you Arrow. pay me. I, I watched it for Diana. Uh, Diana, sorry. Yeah. Um, I watched it for the Black Canary. When they kill the Black Canary as a baba. Stupidest thing they ever did. And they bring Her Majesty. I don't know. Okay, I don't know who the actress is screwing, but. <laughs> we say those kind of things. No. Yeah, we say those kind of things because we know it's true. So, we yeah, bring if they the make truth. her Black Canary, that's just like. Come far. If they make a Black Canary, I'm sorry. I don't know how far their ratings can actually drop because it's. It's like dropping every week. So, yeah. 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 I mean, take a hint. Take a hint. We don't like Felicity. Get rid of her. Blondie. Anyway. 2.5. Okay. So, oh, we had... Blondie, 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 blondie. Yeah. <laughs> Two, we had four comics. Um, New Super Dash Man. This is Superman mm. in China. Okay, we didn't get to see the mysterious, locked-up Superman clone, whatever it was. Um, no, no. Which, oh, by the way, uh, on that note, apparently Batman's going to get off his duff after this Monster Men arc. And, or is it, I know, right? It's going <laughs> to go after the Watchmen thing. And I was like, okay... <gasps> After what the Monster Man arc, or is it after the 
arc that's after the Monster Man arc. Mm-hmm. It's happening in December. It's happening in oh, okay. December. So or November. Later. Okay, so it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, it's happening in the last week of November because there's um there's one extra Wednesday when you get a Batman comic and it's starting then. I think, according to what I can judge. Okay. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. So But if, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. finally not being dummy finally. detective, he's being He's being the world's greatest detective and trying to get a move on. Yeah. Off your dust there, sweetheart. Dummy detective no more. Um, okay, so we have the Justice League of China. You know, I'm not real keen on all this. You know, we'll just slap Chinese all over it. And, and you know, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. they're fighting this one guy is the leader of the fight. Freedom Fighters of China turns out, spoiler alert, turns out to be Keenan's dad. Yep. Um, but, uh, we didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. I liked his story because his dad is fighting against, you know, um, he wants freedom for chi- Chinese people, you know, which, you know, they've come his, from communist his... state and now they're, you know, it's not... Mm-hmm. In oh. in my honest opinion, his dad is actually the Superman of the story. His dad is the right. Clark Kent of the story. Yeah. And um, I I identify more or I appreciate more the Clark Kent right. than the Superman. I mean, I love Superman, but I adore Clark Kent. So, yeah, um... You sort of saw it coming with his father having those secret meetings and stuff right. like that and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm also not a fan of slapping Chinese on everything. Um, I believe that, you know, they could have done without Batman and Wonder Woman yeah. and the Justice League of China. Yeah, out of appreciation more. The Superman, why did they need to bring in the Justice League? Exactly, yeah. Um, That's my main issue with this, and I see that that is the main issue with a lot of readers. Um, I have a friend who was very excited about this because he is uh, an American-Chinese of origin uh, reader, and he was very excited for this book, and he said, I was let down in the second issue because it's, not about Keenan, it's about everybody else. Right. Um, he says, you know, if there was less Batman, less Wonder Woman, there could be more Keenan, there could be more Super Dash Man, uh, there could be more Laney and Keenan, which he likes, and he wants to see more of. Um, big surprise. Guys like Lois Lane characters. Who knew? Because oh, um, my son loves Lois, and he's like, why aren't they doing Lois? What the hell is this about? So, yeah, one thing I don't really like Lois. I don't know where this thing comes out that some people think she's not hot. Guys really, really, really dig Lois. I have like, I don't know, 15 friends who are male who adore Lois, you know? Well, here's the the thing. Lois is the the kind of woman that 
you know if you can win her over, you've done your job. In other words, you have to work for it. She makes you work for it. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Lazy guys may not find that fun. They think, well, she should be worshiping me. I shouldn't be, you know, trying to get in her good graces. No, that's, yep. that's not how relationships work, dude. If you want her, then you're going to have to work for it because she's the kind mm-hmm. of woman that you'll get big rewards if you Hell yeah. add mm-hmm. mustard. So, and that's how you know you got, you know, you've got the, you know, the gold medal or whatever. Is the gold medal. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, I mean, because, you know, if you try to go for Lana Lang, you're going for a bronze or lead. Uh-uh, not even bronze. Uh-uh, Holly. More like 12th lead, place. Lead, something, I don't know. Like 12th place, whatever that is. You don't rank. Sorry. Bye-bye. Right. So, anyway, um, Dr. Omen is using Lanny. She wants her to be the PR for the um, Justice League. Now, this proves yep. problematic because I don't know why Yang does this, but he had Keenan come out both as Keenan and Super Dash Man. Yes. And mm-hmm. Dr. Omen just kind of sloughs it off. Says, well, you know, you don't have to worry about anything because it's so early in your career. But at the same time, Keenan's like, yeah, well, there's my dad. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know why Yang does this, but I did. Uh, I do follow uh, Gene Yang, and I know that he did tweet that he doesn't get how the what what was it he said he doesn't get how the the secret identity could work in today's world, and that's why he created in his Superman run um, a high tech villain who could you know hack into all the cameras, use facial identification, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but Gene, Superman's been at this game for so long. He's better than all this technology. I mean, well, if Dick I mean, Grayson... The blurring of the face. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. there's the difference in, okay, the face recognition thing. There's also clones in this world there, dude. So yeah. So a clone's going to pass, you know, facial recognition and it's going to say it's Clark Kent when it's not. And also, I mean, if you look at uh, Grayson, for example, he had those those technology things that swirled up his face and you can, you know, the, the right. Spiral is the most high-tech and advanced um, secret organization because they hacked into the Justice League and found all those Justice League files. Right. Right. And if their facial software recognition cannot identify it, then you know your your computer hacker person can't do it. You know. Um, I think it's comics, you know, and there can be an excuse created for it. But even if you need a logical explanation that is relevant in today's world, he's Superman. He can do anything. He has super ventriloquism. He can change his voice. He can throw his voice. He can he can do literally anything because he has control over every muscle in his body. That's how he can vibrate his face, right? 
Um, well, and I don't. And yeah, as well, technology is so superior. You know, they'd find him out. No, technology. No, is crap. Yeah. Okay. It is crap. Yeah. I mean, you know, to some other race, we're just like apes rubbing two sticks together. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that race that down the piece of DNA. Nobody else can do that. Yeah, I mean, that race is called Kryptonians, right? They were the most advanced. If you so, listen to the Guardians of Oa, right? So the it's Kryptonians, not like you've got, be, you know, a planet full of people who can see down to Clark's DNA. I mean, exactly. I mean, how many right. times does Grant Morrison have to explain why nobody knows that Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same? You know, he slouches, he changes his demeanor, he changes his voice pattern, he, you know, and, you know, I don't get it. Yang, does he really think that some of these, quote unquote, people, you know, high up in politics or whatever, are not different in their personal life? I, you know, yeah, I'm still here. I was just listening to what you're saying um, for once. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I don't know what Gene Yang, <coughs> excuse me, uh, has against the secret identity thing. He feels that a hero should be, like, known to everybody and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, it adds more dimension to the character. And you know, mentioning Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison um, in All Star Superman. If you go and buy the, what's it, the graphic novel, graphic the graphic novel, right? Um, in the back, there is two pages, right, of him and um, Frank uh, Quitney explaining, explaining in detail. And listing all the things Clark changes, right? Apart from just slouching, he changes his hair, you know. Right. He, his glasses are so thick that they, if, if you watched Birth, uh, not watched, if you read Birth, right, his glasses change the color of his eyes, right? Yeah, the intensity um, of them. They're, le- they're less intense with his glasses. They're less blue. Yeah. Right, exactly. He, it's not more, it's not also just his mannerisms, it's, how he behaves in society, you know, uh, Clark Kent is a almost a completely different person from Superman, right? Right. But because, there's the. I mean, okay, let's take both. Okay, Superman, like the Scarlet Pimpernel, you know, he had two identities. Okay. Mhm. Batman is based on quote unquote Zorro. Two identities, right. okay? So yep. that's where those characters come. I mean, you've had you've had uh, the shadow back in those days when they were first. Lee Falk created the shadow, and um, right. Mandrake's mm-hmm. the magician. He did. Um, so I don't get why he don't get it. Neither do I. I honestly don't. I mean, but, yeah, Shakespeare, you know. come on. you got women being men in Shakespeare. 
Yeah, yeah, twelfth night. night. I literally, I literally just read twelfth night or watched it, read it and watched it the other day. My mom and I. Yeah. We for some odd reason we we liked it. Do you know how confusing twelfth night is because so many people are dressing as women and so many people. It, but it works, right? Uh, okay, here's 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 another thing to throw in there. In Shakespeare Day, there were no female actresses. True. True. So with all Men. guys playing all the parts. Exactly. And people believed it because they got younger men whose voices hadn't broken yet. And even Kalkin, when he speaks, he, he changes the octane of his voices because if you read Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison gives Superman so many more powers and so many more levels and, 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 and control. And I mean, the, 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 the thing I like using... Um, a saying I like using, Grant Morrison makes Superman just plain super with no excuses, right? So he can literally do anything, and he's fooling these people because he puts effort into it, right? It's it's not just glasses and a plaid shirt. Right. And it's if actual you, effort. If you know any of the history of Superman, especially the radio show, which was huge, uh, mm-hmm. the actor, Bud was it Bud Conyer? He Con Conyer, yes. Yeah, Conyer. He uh, changed the octave of his voice when he was Clark, then when he was Superman. Okay, so you mm-hmm. because you know there was nothing to see because of the radio play, and so mm-hmm. you know that would be what Clark would do in real life. You know, if Clark was yes, a person, and, you know. So I don't yeah, get this. Ch- you know, they're all kind of acting and that's the other thing if you have the dual identity then you have all these questions these conflicts in the character like is he clark or is he superman and that question always comes up if you have him just being you know you know exposed then there's like you know that question is really not raised and that's that's you know you're cutting yourself off from a bunch of stories so and you know, and the answer yeah. question mm-hmm. is, he's neither. <laughs> yeah, no, you know um, what I love is, um, so I can't remember if it was uh, Gail Simone or Marguerite Bennett that said this about Superman, uh, but it was from a con, and she said um, he's neither. I think maybe it was Gwenda Bond. Who knows? I don't know. Some female writer. Okay said that Superman is neither Clark nor Superman. The guy he is with Lois, that's the guy who he is. Yeah. Because he can show her everything, every aspect of his personality. And it's so true. When you start reading those comics that Dan Jurgens did after the secret was revealed, you know, and how playful Clark is with Lois. And... You know, he would, like, super speed in, change his clothes, come and tickle her, and then make popcorn. I love those sorts of things, right? Right. And y- you you mentioned, you know, is he Clark Kent? Is he Superman? It takes away from the complexity of the character. Exactly. And And why would you want to simplify a character? The best thing about human personality is our complexes. You know, we're complicated people. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. We're, we're each our own complicated creation. Why take away from our uniqueness and just make him an average Joe? You right. know what I mean? It takes away, it takes away from the, the mystery of Superman, but it also takes away from the simplicity of Clark Kent. And I just think it's robbing a character of A, more stories, B, more personality. Yeah. So, also in this, they're at, when they're at the crab shell where we saw the other Superman, um, yep. mm-hmm. they have a character called the Human Firecracker, and he looks a lot like Lex Luthor. Um, he does. Mm. And I was like, really? And then they have a GMS, a genetically modified Starro. Yeah. Mhm. So, you know, I like the Super Dash Man. I like the Keenan and the Laney scenes. I thought those were well done. I thought they were cute. I still don't know why Doctor mm-hmm. Omen wants to involve Laney. Um, you know, because she's the best reporter in China. Yeah, I know that, but you know, why does why do they need publicity? I don't know. I think it's sort of going very nailed. Like, you know, JLA Nail, where they hired Lois Lane to do publicity for them. Right, but that was they were well established by that time. I mean, it was, I mean, these guys, they just popped up, what, week before last? Oh, one week before, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess that's the way things are done nowadays. you got to have the PR, you have to be the PR machine now. I'm like, really? Can't they just do stuff and then people write stories about them? Mm-hmm. But you know what I loved about that scene is Lainey doesn't do publicity. She asks them the hard questions. Right. Which is what I, which is why I like her more than I like any of the other characters. Yeah, yeah. I do like her because she wants to get to the truth of the matter. She wants to get to the facts. She didn't want mm-hmm. all the shadow play with PR, you know, the spin, yeah, you know, and that's yeah, she, she's not why we like Lois so because she's not about the spin. Yeah, you know, I hate it when people say Lois will do anything to get the story because I just want to shake people and slap them and say no, she will do anything to expose the truth. Yeah, and there's a big difference when you compare the two statements. Story means. Get it out there. You don't edit it. You don't do anything. It's it's like um, rag media, right? right? Where you don't care if it's a rumor. You don't care if it's true. You don't fact check or anything. You just want to get the story out there. You want to get your name out there. Right. Lois Lane doesn't care about fame. She doesn't care about fortune. She doesn't care about any of those things. What she cares about is bringing the truth to the people so that the people are enriched, they can make their decisions for themselves, but high, but better educated. Yeah. She wants them to ha- to know everything before they make those decisions, and that's the thing I admire the most about Lois Lane. Right. Is that she doesn't she doesn't want a Pulitzer Prize, right? She doesn't want her name as the best reporter in the world or anything like that. She just wants to be known 
for bringing the truth to the people. Right. And we need a I lot more that for in the real world. Hell yes. I couldn't I couldn't agree more with that statement. We need to be more lowest lanes in this world. It's not a bad thing to be a lowest lane, people. Right. Um and you know, that's what I don't like about people who say, oh, she'll do anything for the story. You know, it's because they're bringing her integrity down. And um, I like that about Lainey, that Jin Yang didn't take that core away from that character, that she's asking the hard questions. You exposed yourself. You know, the Superman in America exposed himself. And, and, you know, all these villains went after him. Aren't you afraid of the same thing happening to you? That's a hard-hitting, that's a deep-delving question. She's questioning Dr. Omen and her methods, you know? Right, right. You're, you're, you're experimenting on these people. You're doing all these things, but are you doing anything to safeguard them? No, she's not, because Dr. Omen wants to be in control of them, but not necessarily have exactly. responsibility. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and so I I really do like the Laney scenes in this. I think they're very um, honest, and I like that. I I like that Jean Yang didn't take away from the integrity of Lois. I I like that he still has that essence in there. Right, and he mm-hmm. makes it an attractive quality. I mean, Keenan's attracted to that. Yeah, Keenan's attracted to her hard hittingness. She he's like she just dives it right in. She makes a good point. Hmm, I didn't think about that. No duh, Keenan. <laughs> um He's a little bit of a dude. I just I wanna slap him so hard. I'm just like Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah. Um I like that, that his lowest lane, Laney Lang is getting him to question what's happening around him. Right. Rather than just accepting everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. And he needs that. I just wish. Yeah, he does. He needs somebody to, like, hold his hand and show him around because, yeah. I don't think Lainey's holding his hand. She's basically showing him. No. So, yo. (laughs) Yeah, she's waking him up, right? Yeah. She's waking him up. She's like, hello, wake up. Um, yeah. But that's what Keenan needs. I mean, he needs, like, somebody to visit because he's so, like, just phased out. It's unbelievable. So, yeah. Right. So, um, tonight's show is, when we do the comics, it's not in the order of the ones we liked best. I mean, we did save the one we liked best for last, as usual, but the next two are kind of a reverse order. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, Tej is going to take on Wonder Woman, which was a Mm. better story than the one I'll be doing next. Yeah, poor uh, uh, Holly, thank you so much, because I would have not been able to do the the, the story after this. Um, Can you believe uh, that that sentence Holly just said, Tej is going to take on Wonder Woman because she enjoyed the story. Oh, my God. What happened? Well, I mean, Um, in in this particular story, Rucka diverted from um, Diana's story for just this issue. There's no Wonder Woman. To give us some background on Barbara Minerva. uh, Yeah, yeah. 
There's no Wonder Woman in this at all. Not one single hint. Um, it's a very, very fast read. Uh, I would actually, I've actually bought this because I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to do dialogue. Uh, I'm just going to do the crux of it. Is that okay? Because sure, I, whatever you want to do. Of, yeah, some of the things she she talks Greek sometimes, so it's like, eh. um, so it basically is the backstory of Barbara Ann Minerva, and we see that she comes from a wealthy um background. Uh, her father was a lord in England, and I mean the 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 opening pages just rips your heart out. Um, Barbara Ann is this young girl who is, she's just lost her mother and she sort of finds a positive way to deal with her grief and she studies these, she's she's very um, attached to the story of the Amazon. She has a teacher um, who gives her lessons like an old English manner sort of thing happening where they don't go to school. They have the privately educated. And so one of the stories she tells her about is the Amazons. And so we see this, this adorable scene where a young Barbara Ann has a shield and a sword and she's out in her manor state garden and she's playing and she's like, come to me, my warriors, and that sort of thing. And she gets called in. And her father tells her, um, "There's a time for bar- uh, there's a time for make believe, Barbara Ann. That time has passed. It's time to grow up." He takes her sword and shield and he burns it. He literally just like destroys her childhood right there. Um, but she never gives up. What I love about the story is it shows Barbara Ann's hope and her never giving up attitude and so we go several years into the future she's qualified now she has two PhDs in um, history and in Amazonian culture and we see she's an incredible linguist she can speak eight languages she can understand like several more Um, she's very close to having a fluency level of like 12 languages which is incredible um and she's on this expedition. She is an archaeologist, she's on this expedition and they've discovered a cave. Um and it's it's raining in the night and they all go to sleep. And we see a mouse that comes into her room or her tent and wakes her up and calls her into the um cave opening and it takes it and it takes her into a journey where she finds a um memorial or a tomb to the i think it was the 12th queen of the amazons so she finds conclusive proof that the amazons exist because she finds this shield she finds a sword and she finds this is the last resting place of our 12th queen of the amazon unfortunately there's a cave fallen from the rain and from all the moving of the dirt and stuff. People don't believe her when she comes out 
and they ridicule her, but she doesn't give up. She keeps going on the search. You know, she, she tries to then, from memory, plot what she saw on the wall behind uh, the Amazonian shield, where all the writing was um, written. And she tries to decipher it, and she eventually goes back to her apartment in London, and she discovers it's stars, it's coordinates. And so she goes on this epic Indiana Jones-type, Tomb Raider-type journey where she goes across the world, you know, she's in um, Hungary, she's in Spain, she's in Greece, she's in Malta, she's in uh, everywhere, you know, Tunisia, she's in the desert, and she eventually, you know, comes across this old woman who is blind, and she tells her, you're going the wrong way. And when she looks at it, she discovers, you know, it's not the the way she was reading the map is upside down. So instead of going to the place where they originated from, she turns the map around and she sees that she can find the way to where they where they have been lost for so many years because Amazons are lost. We see that the the old woman was um, under the spirit guidance of an owl. Then we see, you know, a pattern happening. There's an owl, there's a mouse. They represent the different uh, goddesses of Greek mythology who are helping her on this journey. And so then she hires this boatman to take her to an island. And she says, you know, this is where the Amazons would have come from. And she keeps saying to herself this one line that I love. You know, she says, it's not a myth, it's real. It's not a myth, it's real. And when she lands on this island, she says, but if it's real, you know, then where where are you? And she keeps searching this island. And we see that, you know, she misses one vital clue. Um, and then we see the tree, which leads back to, if you remember from the current storyline, Uzaka was picturized as a tree. Right, and so she's led back to Uzaka's island, where we then know, you know, she gets betrayed, she gets tempted by Uzaka and Uzarakata, whatever his name is, um, and she then becomes the cheetah from other reasons because he betrayed her, he fooled her, and I just, I, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's an incredibly fast read. That's the that's the story. That's the gist of the story. And I literally went through page to page of it. You know, some of it doesn't even have dialogue. It's just her trying to find this place. And I didn't know anything about Cheetah. So for me to find out that she's actually not just this cut-off-the-cloth, you know, criminal or villain... She's actually got incredible sadness to her story. It's, it, it actually doesn't even paint her as a villain. It just paints her as somebody who was manipulated and tortured and betrayed. Are you still there? Uh-oh. Did we lose her? 
Uh, let me look. We lost her. She fell off. Um, so I kind of scanned through it, and um, I liked what they record did with her. Um, originally, Cheetah was just like a common criminal dressed as a cheetah. You know, like Catwoman. Um, but over the decades, they made her, you know, they gave her, I like that they gave her this part of the Greek mythology and and so she could relate to Diana better and and that type of thing. Um, it was a good issue. And um, Tej told me before that she never really knew what Cheetah was about until, you know, she, the only comic Cheetah she read was the New 52, which is like absolutely nothing as far as development of Cheetah. Um, and so then she read this and was really impressed with it. She said she bought it, so she must have been impressed. Um, okay, doesn't look like she's back yet. Um, let's see, what shall we do? Um, okay. So I really don't want to start on the next book just yet. Oh, here she is. Welcome back. Hello? Tej, oops, I gotta hit it again. Tej? Hello. I'm I'm sorry I disappeared during my my explanation of Barbara's very sad sad story there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, w- what was the last thing you heard me say? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I'm going to assume I got through the book. <laughs> you did get through the book. You were talking okay. about, yeah. you know, you were just going over, you know, Barbara, you know, her impressions that she had on you. Yeah, it's it's sad. You know, she's been manipulated her entire life, right? Her, her father wanted her to be something. She goes off and gets a double PhD to, to please him, right? And then she gets her own linguistics degrees and stuff like that. And she still goes in search of the Amazons because it's something she just clings onto and believes in and... I can admire that because I know what it is like to just hold on to something you believe in with all your heart. And I find that incredibly powerful of her. Um, that she never gives up hope, you know. And for me, that's an admirable quality. Yeah, and it's just really terrific writing from Greg Rucker that he made me care about a character I didn't even know her name off up until Rebirth started. Hello. Did I get cut off again? No, I was reaching for the Okay, woman. Okay, okay. It just got very quiet. <laughs> I had you on. Um, you would hear all my noise. Okay, I, I know. I do. I do the same thing. Um... Yeah, yeah, but it it just, I guess, a sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Testament to the, the great writing that Greg Rucker is producing. 
you know, he's rewriting Wonder Woman's history and he's trying terribly, terribly hard to erase the New 52. And I think he's doing a bloody well good job of it and he's just really, really knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I have bought every single issue of Wonder Woman. That is testament to the writing of New of this of this rebirth. Oh yeah, and I don't. You know, I think I think Rucker's just doing what Rucker does best. He's telling a great story, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Two fifty two isn't even worthy to think of. No, exactly. I'm whole- so thankful. I'm so thankful that he's given us the, this opportunity that we can take the new fifty two, put it in the toilet, and like say it's poop, you know, and flush it and get rid of it. It's gone. Bye. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. our next book doesn't have that philosophy. Nope. They they like bringing the shit out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, if you haven't guessed yet, um, the next book is Superwoman number three. Mm-hmm. As we like to fondly refer to it, side ho. Side ho. Um, um, this was drawn by Emanuela Lupacino. It was great art. Why? Why did they put Emanuela Lupacino on this book? Even her her art is now dirty to me. I know, but you know, I think Man. it's an evil plan by somebody. Well, yeah, yeah, Emanuela was supposed to be the artist on the Lois Lane solo book. Um, According to Emanuela's, what, what was it? One of her, her social media pages, I think it was Facebook, um, she did an entire Lois Lane book. You know, there's like a 58-page 50, Emanuela Lupacino Lois Lane book out there that we have not seen. You mean besides the one she did with Bennett? Oh, the one she did with Bennett, right? They cut her her ending out. They right. rewrote the ending. Yeah. Because yeah, they because shipped us out of ten pages. Exactly. There was more Superman, according to Emanuela's social media page, right? Mm-hmm. There was more Superman. There was more. There was Clark, right? There was the Daily Planet, because she was all excited about doing that. Right. So somewhere, somehow, along the line, they screwed us because you know, I'm gonna get DC execs like a oh, I'm gonna get the DC Entertainment people T-shirts that say we love screwing Lois Lane fans over and like giving it to them so that they don't have to lie to us anymore. Um. Because, yeah, you know, they screwed us over. They cut out 10 pages. They changed the ending of the book. Well, they... and it was solicited with Clark in it. But we didn't get Clark. We got red-eyed guy who didn't say anything. Yeah, he was just hovering in the air. Oh, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. of all, they took... A month before it was published, the PR, te- PR team just disappeared. Poof, poof. Yeah, yeah. Um, not Avatar. only that. Not only that, right? 
you want to add to the list of sabotage? They brought the date of the book up one month. It was supposed to come out in March. It was not supposed to come out in February. Right. So Marguerite, Marguerite didn't know. Marguerite didn't know. We told her. We told her on Twitter. We said it's solicited for February. Why are you talking about March? Right? Right. And she said, uh, because that's when it comes out. And we're <laughs> like, like, no. Nope. nope. Here you go. Screenshots. And she's like, and okay. They also didn't tell her that her PR team had disappeared either. Or she would have done yep. her own PR. Yeah. She said that to us. She said, if I knew... I would have tweeted out pictures that I have of the art. Right. And I would have given it to you guys to put on Tumblr because she talks to, you know, Effia, Superman, and Lois Lane. She talks to me. She talks to you. She talks to Chris. She talks to Kimmy. All of us. We could have all helped, right? Right. And she said that's what she would have done because that's how she gets the word out for her indie books, right? Right. She would have given it to Gail Simone. Gail Simone has followers. But she said she told us, and this was on her Twitter, and she said she did not know that there was no PR backing from DC Comics. And she was just new in the business. This was like the second or third book she had just, you know, because she had done a Batgirl book, but then that she did two. She did two books for DC. She did Batman Annual and she did Batgirl Annual. And she did Batman Annual because Scott Snyder knew her. Right, and he said, he teacher. and he needed a yeah he he needed a break, right? He was a teacher, and he he needed a break to I don't know have a family vacation of one week, and um I, I do not joke. This is that's the the work amount that he does, and he asked her if she would do Batman Annual. She said, of course. He told DC Comics, hey. You know, this is uh, one of my pupils. Let her do it. It was so well received. They let her do Batgirl Annual because Gail Simone and her tight, right? Right. And um, from there, she was asked to do Joker's Daughter because it followed the same storyline from Batman and Batgirl. And from there, she was asked to do Lois Lane because Gail Simone said, this girl can write a Lois Lane book. Right. So, yeah. 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 And she didn't know well, about it. Yeah. Anyway. She didn't know about it. Back to anyway. you. Anyway. <laughs> usurper, usurper. Uh-huh. Um, the foment's follow-up. The foment's follow-up. That's what I call it. Yeah. You place the foment's. Yeah. Here, you can't have Lois. Here's Lana. Here, you can't mm. have Lois. Here's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Um, yep. Yep. So this is the cover number three, where they took Lois Lane out and put Lana Lang in, and Jimenez has the outer gall to say, "Lois's story continues." No, it doesn't. And also, he wants to show how, even though they don't like each other, how Lois and Lana get along. Lois is dead. Uh-huh. Yep. Dead. Dead. So I don't know what he's spouting at these at the New York Comic Con. It was like, are you insane? Lois is dead. That's why people mm-hmm. are pissed off at you. And yeah. you're like, well, it's about people who are friends who really don't like each other. Then why are they <laughs> friends? 
Hello. So it's it's about women working together as women to empower women. Yeah. What? Where? Where? So apparently, a few weeks ago, in Metropolis, Lana. Thank you again, Mr. Taylor. It's just I'm just not sure I'm the right person for this. And George Taylor says, "Not that, Miss Lang." And please call me George. The Daily Star's reach is global. And our young audience, young audience, demand stories of a certain caliber about the environment, about science, about your spe- you know, which are your specialties. And get this one. Veronica just went completely mad over this one. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Michio Keku, Lana Lang. That string of names has a nice ring to it, don't you think? Mmm. Uh huh. He goes, well, yeah. yeah, of course, and I'm grateful, George. I really am. It's just, and he continues, you'd be no simple talking head, Miss Lang, and I promise you, the star will make it worth your while. And so he hands her a check, and she goes, oh, my dear God, oh, my dear Lord. And he goes, our new backers have money to spare and an online reach unparalleled by even the Daily Planet or the Gotham Gazette. Seriously. And who mm-hmm. are these new backers? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. You tell the stories you want about what's important to you. That's all we want. She goes, no makeup? She has this thing about makeup. What is the deal yeah. on that? He goes, I have well, no idea. maybe five minutes of makeup. This is like a running joke. Because Lana doesn't want to wear makeup, you know, because she's from a farm. No farm girl wears makeup. Rubbish, I wear makeup. Seriously? Uh, this apparently is at a perception of a male from the city about uh-huh. country girls. So, we, wear, we wear makeup, excuse me, as a farm girl, as a proud farm girl, I would like to say we wear makeup, okay? Yeah. We we wear makeup. You think it's only city chicks who watch all those YouTube videos about how to apply makeup? No. What? So, Lana and John Henry is not in the steel suit. How'd that happen? Wow. What? He's not afraid of getting abused? Yeah, I was like, well, I'm waiting for her to sucker punch him any minute. Uh, they're coming out of the Daily Star, and Lana says, so I can t- still do my field work while I do segments for them, and we were moving back to Metropolis to rebuild Steelworks anyway, and come on, that's money, and it's insane. Plus, he's got that cute little British accent, and how can I say no to that? Okay, excuse me. Is this a different George Taylor? Uh, evidently, because I thought George Taylor was Canadian. Well, and he knew the Kents. Yeah. Smallville. Listen, the Daily Star is based on a Canadian, um, right? Publishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, like the Daily Planet pays- was yeah. because Joe Joe Schuster was from Toronto. Exactly. Thank you. We know some history about Superman. Thank you very much. So, and John Henry says, so you're going to take it? She goes, I think I'd be an idiot to turn it down, John Henry. 
Plus, a gig like this should keep me out of trouble or get me into the right kind of trouble anyway. She talks too damn much. You know what I'm saying? So yes, she does. Yes. Propless today. And the problem with that is is that we get to read all her thoughts as well. Yep. So she's in her super electric suit. And she's screaming, literally, at the atomic skull. And in her thoughts, it's Metropolis today. As you may have guessed, my name is Lana Lang. She introduces herself every single freaking issue. (laughs) And it seemed like such a good idea at the time. Talk a little science, earn a little money, move to the big city with my boyfriend, John Henry Irons, the super scientist inventor, Steel, and try to change a few lives by doing some good in the world along the way. But when my best friend Clark died, I was imbued with the ability to absorb sunlight and turn it into different kinds of radiation. And I partnered up with and I partnered up with Lois Lane. No, you did not. To become a team of heroes. Seriously, you haven't saved anybody yet. Fighting for truth and justice and humanity. Uh huh. You let uh-huh. Lois die, and you haven't saved anybody. Um, A, she's a liar. Liar! Um, B, she she hasn't saved anybody. It's no justice. Right. Uh, and humanity, you ran away from the people who are screening on that, on that, that, that ship, that warship of Lexus. You left him. You don't care about humanity, Lana. She just cares about herself. Uh-huh. So, That's why she talks so much. So Atomic, Atomic Skull's trying to explain because, please, you don't understand. Now, we all know how Lana responds to monsters. Mm. Yeah. That hasn't changed from the New 52. Nope. Because then, just hours ago, I watched Lois die, too, and I can't tell a soul. Okay, so it's only been hours since Lois died. Yep. How many? Because, you know, we saw her popping pills after Lois's death, and she took a nap or whatever. And she's only supposed to take one pill a day. Yeah, she took, what, five or something? Yeah, something. Like she took three, and then she took three, and then she took two and one. Okay, here's three, my problem three. with that. Again, Superman Returns. Is the kid super, or is he on drugs? You can't have both. No, yeah, you you cannot. Oh, somebody told me. Because I retweeted that tweet of yours saying, you know, you you either can be on drugs or you can't. It's like the it's like how Superman gets drunk or he doesn't. Right. Um, someone told me it's because she can turn off her powers. Like what? What? Okay. All right. Seriously. Uh, it's a light switch. Uh huh. She got light switch powers. Oh, who knew? <laughs> so then she goes on then just hours ago I watched Lois die too and I can't tell a soul okay that is something what do you mean you can't tell a soul you already told someone and someone else but she didn't respond to it yeah okay so she told John Henry okay yeah, he's a soul. a soul he's a soul and then but when they went to Wherever they live, 
She says, oh, don't say anything in front of Natasha. And Natasha could have cared freaking less. But yep. apparently Natasha caught on in this issue almost to the last page. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really showing woman in a gr- women in a great light. Yep. We, you know, we can't catch we can't catch people screaming, Lois is dead. <laughs> well, Lois is dead, damn it. So No, uh, she literally screams it at John Henry in book two. Lois died. Lois died, you know. Yeah, because so like, yeah, Natasha's right there. Yeah, she t- she tells John Henry, oh, we can't tell Natasha. But then she argues with John Henry at the top of her lungs in front of Natasha saying, Love's dead, love's dead. Mm-hmm. And Natasha's like, huh? I'm deaf now. I can't hear a damn thing. Okay, whatever. So she continues in her head, of course. This is what bothers me about this book. I'm in Lana Lang's head too much. <laughs> and I don't want to be there. This is the worst place to be. And bad enough, I have to listen to whatever she says. But now I have to be inside her freaking head. Mm-hmm. Because now, like it or not, I'm Earth's only superwoman. And there's a period after that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to finish what Lois and I started. You didn't start shit, honey. Lois had to, like, encourage you to help her, you know. And then you were um, like, well, that's okay, because I taught Clark everything he knew. Yeah, whatever. Um, If if I had to create an image for you guys' heads, um, Lois came in, dragged her by her kicking and screaming pigtails, and said, come on. We've got superpowers. We've got responsibilities. Let's go out there and do something. And she was still whining and bitching about it. So Yeah. Yeah. So apparently there's a parade. Oh, yeah. Aren't they having that Metropolis celebration thing? I don't know. I gave up. Well, Metropolis was, was founded before, like, New York or Boston oh. or Jamestown or... Okay, yeah, like in 17 something, yeah. There's a big belly burger floating guy. I assume mm-hmm. that's what it is because he's got a big belly and he's holding a burger. So, whatever. He's so clever, Holly, so clever. Whatever. So, Steel, who's now in his outfit, you know, his Steel outfit, because mm-hmm. he knew, you know, she's going to be abusing him any minute. He's on top of somebody's car. And people, there's, you know, chaos around him. People, you know. And he goes, Superwoman, wait! Now, does she listen to that? Hell no. Why Hell is she no. going to listen to him? She's Lana Blaine. I'm Blaine and I listen to no one. <laughs> okay, so. But, I mean, you know, Atomic Skull's trying to make her understand. Lots of luck with that, buddy. She mm-hmm. understands. Can I point out? Can I point out? Atomic Skull never once fights. It's Lana Lang that's doing all the fighting. Yeah. Because you know she doesn't like monsters. So then we're back in our head. Oh, get me out of here! Okay. And that means downing this third-rate Captain Chernobyl before he infects hundreds of people along the, this parade route with nuclear radiation. Okay. So 
she has the ability to absorb these radiations, and her sun uh-huh. power makes her exude radiation. So what does she do in the so-called hundreds of people on the parade route? She blasts them with her radiation. Yep, because that's not going to create, like, nuclear fallout. Yeah. And so she goes, so I can find the monsters that attacked Metropolis and killed my partner and stop them. Okay, you could have had a better chance of finding them if you hadn't took off like a striped-ass bird and bumped into your boyfriend in the sky. Hell yeah. <laughs> so when she does last atomic skull, she destroys a float. Yep. Whatever. I'm a sure the little children floats. will appreciate her. Yeah, a couple of floats. She yeah. takes them out like dominoes. Yeah. So Natasha says, she's in her steel outfit, says, my armor absorbed the impact, Uncle John. I'm fine. So, you know, Lana is wreaking havoc. Yep. And even Natasha's like, I'm okay, Uncle John. So she's, so in her head again, John's niece, Natasha Irons, reminds me of me when I was her age. You know, I highly doubt that. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, exuberant, brave, but that was before. That was before I started feeling fear. She never felt fear before that? Seriously? Hmm. So, Atomic Skull says, you're not listening. Nobody's listening. And so Lana retorts, <laughs> no one's listening because you broke out of prison. And you're ranting like a lunatic. And you just set atomic fire to a city block. No, I think that was you, babe. Yeah. Um, and, and she's ranting like a lunatic, not him. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, so now we have to stop you any way we can, because more distraction and panic when the city is already under siege by unknown forces and waste countless millions of dollars reincarnating you. Huh? So sorry if this hurts, but I don't have time for you right now. What? Mm. And then... okay. Who's re- who's breathing like a lunatic now? Yeah. And Steel's flying f- from behind her. It's a simple woman. I said, wait. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't listen to him. No. So we're back in her head, boys and girls. Gosh, I know. It's a scary place. It's not my fault. She goes, oh, John Henry, you should know better. I was never going to sit quietly in the lab, patiently waiting for results to which we both know the answer. Sweep in, sweep up, sweep out. That's how I do things. So she blasts Atomic Skull in the city streets once again with Mm -hmm. her radiation. Yeah, cars go flying everywhere. Meanwhile, she's not worried about children. Yeah, she's not worried about casualties. Nope, oh, nope, nope. Hell no. So Natasha is like scooping up children, trying to keep them away from, you know, and there's people running and, you know, it's all from Lana's blast. And, and so Natasha says, Uncle John, those pulse waves. I think Lana's converting the heat signature from the skull's radiation into thermoelectric energy. 
She's absorbing and converting his radioactive power like she does the sun's. I don't know. I didn't know she could do that. Well, first of all, should she be doing that? Exactly. That's some dangerous stuff that she's doing. See, this is the problem with people with technology and science. They can't, you know, if they can do it, the question is never asking them, should you be doing it? Mm, definitely, yeah. So, uh, so John replies, I don't think and, it's either. And, and, and I just want to just ask something. She's an electrical engineer, as she's pointed out a billion times. Right. Does she have the qualifications to be handling radiation and nuclear physics? And I don't think so. Don't you have to be? Don't you have to be like a you know a neurophysicist? Yeah, a nuclear or physicist? at least a particle physicist. Yeah, yeah. Like you, she's an electrical engineer. She doesn't handle this. She's not a physicist. She's an engineer. Um, right. Yeah, I'm worried now about for Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jimenez says he's going to bring out some of Metropolis's landmarks. Well, obviously, he's destroying some of them at the moment. Yep. So, John replies, I don't think she did either. She's turning his electrical output into his his own cage. Huh? Okay. And so again, her boyfriend says, Superwoman, stop! Atomic Skull, those <laughs> things, about the prison, about my brother, about LexCorp. John Henry, why are you even trying to reason with her? Because you know she's cray-cray. She is so cray-cray right now. Oh, my God. So, Lana Lang is the example of what people think of crazy women, you know? Yeah. Her name should be Super Crazy Woman. <laughs> Super Craig Craig. So, Steele says, about Lex Luthor himself. So, mention Lex, and we see Lex Corp, and of course, Lena is talking to her brother, who she has imprisoned. And she says, imagine the silence, Lex, down here alone for so many, many years. And, of course, the mother box that she's taken from Lex is saying, Lena, 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 Lena. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's some Borzaroises standing behind her. She says, was that any way for a Luther to treat his sister? I don't know. Their history of your family is pretty shoddy at best. <laughs> So, Lex says, I can't, I can't begin to imagine what you've gone through, Lena, but whatever you think of me, whatever you think I did to you, you're wrong. I would never hurt you. I love you. Okay. I'm so happy Aww. to see you alive. I thought you'd never wake from that coma. I thought I'd lost you forever. Please, I can't use my leg. Something's paralyzed me. Okay, and the mother box is still, Lena, 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 Lena. Okay, that's got to be annoying. Mm-hmm. And so then Lena says, not something, Lex, someone. So don't waste your time trying to get up. You can't. Okay. She says, and then she stands up out of her wheelchair and says, let me. And then Lex's like, my God. He goes, she goes, yes, Lex, I can walk. No thanks to you, but you can't. You see, Lex. Okay, here we go with the villain exposition of 
you know, yeah. done. Okay. You see, Lex, I have complete control over your armor, and I've instructed it to cripple you. As long as you wear that symbol you've become so proud of, you'll be rendered an invalid. Symbolic, really. And Lex says, but if you can walk, the experiment I conducted on you, it must have worked. I knew it would. I knew I could save you. She goes, save me? You didn't save me, Lex. All you did was hurt me, like you always hurt me, again and again and again. And now, now it's time for me to hurt you back. Okay, so basically in this book, Jimenez has two, the, the hero, quote-unquote hero and the, quote-unquote, villain being total cray-cray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to read the, this book? I mean, you know, I'm not a Lex sympathizer, right? Lex Luthor's done evil stuff. Right. Um, But he's telling, he's screaming at her that he did everything within his human power to help her. And she just doesn't, again, she doesn't want to listen to reason like Miss Lana Lang, you know. Um, also, also, the mother box is like the fifth most powerful object in the DC universe. Right. I didn't know it was so hackable, you know. Yeah, like you and touch it's it. almost, it's presence, it's hovering over Lena. It's almost like it's mind control. It's not like she controls the box, the box is controlling her. Right, yeah. So, back to the parade route and back in Lana's head. Growing up, I was never afraid of anything. But then one day, not too long ago, I woke up and was afraid of everything, including being Superwoman. But the stuff Doc Hostler prescribed me after Clark died was a miracle. Uh, I mean, I have so many, I have so many problems with that line. So many problems. Yeah. So, did the drugs make? Well, why would she have to take the drugs if she wasn't paranoid? Anyway. Mm. Okay, and this goes back to long before Clark died. We saw how well she handled the death of her parents. And supposedly uh, her veteran <laughs> brother died as well. She doesn't handle death at all. No, and I don't she understand doesn't. how popping pills is gonna is a miracle. Yep, I don't understand. If you go to the next the next thought box, right? I don't understand how a hero addicted to drugs is supposed to be heroic. No, she's not. I mean, she wasn't, her whole attitude isn't heroic. Yeah, and I'm sorry, this isn't Marvel, you know, where you can have Iron Man um, is an alcoholic and Steve Rogers, Captain America is an alcoholic or whoever else is an alcoholic or whatever. I'm sorry, in DC Comics, even Batman overcomes his fears. Even Batman sacrifices everything. Well, you know, Lana's better than Batman because she didn't have any fear till Clark died. Yeah, whatever. 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 So her boyfriend is still trying to contain her, and he's telling her that Atomic Skull is contained. It's good. We're good. But does she listen? 
Then she's thinking again. I never thought I'd end up on something like that. But it's kept me focused, clear. Paul? I wish, yeah, okay. I okay, wish I Anna. could tell John Henry. What does that mean? She it it continues. If you read that whole um, line, oh, yeah, I you know. know the stuff. Yeah, but he's got it, a big it, heart, it, far bigger than mine. He's a good man. He just doesn't need to know. Doesn't need to know she's on drugs. <laughs> she's addicted to drugs. <laughs> well, okay, but this stuff is such a miracle, and she's so focused and clear. But she's not going to tell her boyfriend. Yeah, that should be a telltale sign. And it doesn't make sense. She's got superpowers. How mm-hmm. can a drug affect her? Yep. Does it screw up her electrolytes? Get it? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, I'm literally laughing at that. <laughs> so, Steele oh. is still trying to explain to Madam Cray Cray. He can't <laughs> hurt anyone else. But he can help us, and maybe we can help him. He was talking about Luther and prisoner abuses at Strikers Island, and then Natasha jumps in and says, "If what if what he was saying is true, we can't let that keep happening. It can't be what this city's about." Okay, and then Lana and her condescending thought. Apparently, Natasha's heart is as big as her uncle's. John and Natasha care about people. Most don't. Even when they shouldn't, because that's what that's who they are. Okay, well, let me get this right. There's not a period there. John and Natasha care about people. Most don't. Okay, so they care about people that most people don't. Even when they shouldn't. Because that's who they are. She looks up to us to set an example for her. So I think it's time to do that. I think it's time to start listening. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a miracle. Now it's a miracle. <laughs> After she's destroyed oh. the entire downtown of Metropolis. <sighs> it's a miracle. <laughs> so, so the, M, uh, was it MCU? Metropolis, whatever. Uh, some yeah yeah something. I think this is the Lex Luthor people. Yeah. Lex Luthor's task force or something. Oh, okay. And so John Henry's talking to this. Please, we just need a minute. No, you need an hour, dude, because this chick is great, great. <laughs> and so Stella is still like trying to tell. It was so terrible. And Lana goes, and so she goes. <laughs> then she speaks. Let me get this straight. When those EMP bombs shut down the power at the prison, anything manufactured by LexCorp stopped functioning. And Skull says, including the security locks on the cell doors, they all opened and we all just ran. You don't understand what that place was like, what it had become under Luther's control. They say Arkham Asylum is bad. But at least there, the inmates run the asylum, not strikers. When the government hired LexGuard, everything changed. The security force they hired, they were the worst of the worst. Youth 
you think, we're sadists? This security force set some of the worst prisoners free to beat up the newbies, sometimes to death. Cheaper that way, they said. They attached me to some device that channeled my atomic power into the prison's power systems. They joked they never would have to pay another electricity bill ever again. They kept some of us in solitary confinement for months at a time. Moon Man nearly died from pneumonia twice. His lung collapsed the second time. No one cared. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And so Lana's got her arms folded, looking at him like, yeah, right. She goes, listen, I'm sorry you felt you were being treated unfairly, but, well, most of you are in strikers because you're sociopaths and mass murderers. You've done some really cursing things. What do you expect? And John Henry goes, a little humanity, a chance at redemption. Luther's company's been putting people in prison not just to be tough on crime, but to make money. It doesn't matter how screwed up the prisoners are. That's not something a superman would do. And it's not something a superwoman should ever be okay with. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. pops up and says, um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lana, uh, weren't you fighting for humanity a few pages back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is such a hypocritical book. I mean, it's turning. Its own words is turning the heroine of the book, quote-unquote heroine, into a complete and utter hypocrite. So, yeah. It makes her look really, really bad. I saw a review. I think it was Corrine who did it. She says, I don't like Lana. Why should I read the yeah. book? Neither, to, neither do I. She says, she's um, not an appealing character in this. She's completely, you know, she didn't say this, but she is a hypocrite, and she's completely cray-cray, and she's like, oh, well, now I'll listen. Mm-hmm. You know what they should turn the Superwoman book into? A book about John Henry Irons because he's the only superhero in this book. Well, I think that's their ultimate goal. Then they should have just... Why did they market it to Lois Lane fans, bait and switch us, make it a Lana Lang book if they they want to market John Henry Irons? He had his own book in the 1990s. He can sell his own book. Well... He had a movie with Shaquille O'Neal in it. You know, this is still New 52. This book, of all the books after Rebirth, this book is still entrenched in the New 52 mindset. Yeah, because apparently women in this book are written in the most horriblest sense. Men are the true heroes. You know, we can't make up our minds. We're crazy. We're hypocrites. We take pills, you know. Yeah. Lois Lois is a betrayer. She betrayed Lana Lang. Because um, she died. And Lana because didn't bother she to save her. Yeah, you know, Lois gets blamed every day for dying on Lana. Poor Lois, may she rest in peace. Not while Lana's around. Um yeah, it's this is the worst book to come out of rebirth. They should take yeah. this book and shove it back in the New 52 and keep it there. Yeah. So, Lana says, I'm not okay, quote, okay with it, but I get it. So, 
skull is taped to town. I used to have a face, you know. I worked at Star Labs before I crashed in in a submarine and became a human nuclear reactor. And I didn't want to murder that man, but he was flirting with my fiance. What choice do I have? And Steele's talking to Lana, completely ignoring everybody. You get supporting Luther profiting from the prison industrial complex? And Lana retorts, LexCorp has a thousand subsidiaries. We don't even know. Luther knew what was happening in that place. And, And Steele says, what are you, what are you even doing here? You're still sick and you shouldn't be out of bed. You're defending Luther? Are you still on she goes, I'm not on anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and in her head she goes, And that's how easy it was. And Natasha goes, Guys, can we argue about this in a less public place? Mhm. Mhm. This is like one of those steps to recognizing an addict. When they, really. when they, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm no, I know, seriously. you know, I, I know we joke a lot about this, but this is one of those steps for family members. You know, if you suspect your teenager is on drugs or something, right? This is one of the steps. It's easily lying and manipulating people around them, right? Um, this is what she's doing. So, I. I don't understand, Phil Jimenez. You had the goose that could have laid the golden egg for you and for DC Comics, and you chopped its neck off. I, for for this, for Lana Lang on drugs, I, what? And we're stuck in her head? <laughs> why? Why would you get us there? Why? I mean, why would you stick us in an obvious addict's head? I don't want to get into a drug-addicted person's head. I'm sorry. Not my thing, man. Not my thing at all, yeah. So Natasha says, we have to find the other prisoners who have escaped, and we have to get the city back up and online, and I think I know how to do it. So, we see the skyline or nightline of Metropolis and La- we're in Lana's head again. I Ugh. lied to John Henry and it rolled right off my tongue. Lois used to say she, she could see people for what they were, good and bad. But even after all those years in Metropolis, she decided they were mostly good. She saw good in me too. Potential. She knew what I was going to go th- through and still believed in me. And she promised. She'd keep me honest. Oh, it's her fault she's lying to John Henry because Lois died. Yeah, yeah. She's she's totally playing the victim. Yeah. It's not my fault. Lois Lane died. Oh, she died on me. Honest. I'm a victim, damn it. Let me victimize you some more. I mean, what what sense does that make? I mean, listen to the sentence. I cannot be kept Honest, because Lois betrayed me and she died, so I have to lie to my boyfriend. What? What? This is mendacity at its finest, I swear. So here's your headline, Lois used to say, and then she'd come up with the worst headlines, and I'd wonder, how'd you even win a Pulitzer? Because she actually wrote a story, and she... Yeah, it's not about the headline. Not about the headline, it's about the story, yeah. idiot. 
So, we're back to the Daily Star. We see George Taylor. What is on his cheek? Uh, hey. <laughs> A black spot? <laughs> A big black spot is on his cheek. He says, Ed, Chimmy. Any word on Lana? They actually named somebody Chimmy. Whatever. Just attacked mm-hmm. after the city went dark. She's got home. She's safe. And George says, as long as she's out of the radiation zone over on the parade route. Well, she created the radiation zone. She's, she's creating the. She's creating it. <laughs> and so then, I assume it could be Ed. George, take a look at this. Careful, there's not much battery left. So he hands him a, a tablet, and he says, and it says, he says, Alexcor stock drop. The Gestalt attack, the blackout, the prison break. It's all about Luther. And look at the articles about his sister. And the tablet, the headline is Muckraker. So, whatever. So, George, more exposition. An unnamed surgeon who operated on a comatose patient at Metro General Hospital confirmed the woman is Lena Luther, industrial select Luther's sister. Despite Luther's claim that Lena passed away years ago, rumors of a living Luther sibling for years were actually fact. Luther kept his sister Rapunzel-like at LexCord Tower. What, she let down her hair? What? <laughs> Claiming the technology she invented while working in the secrecy at LexCorp. Luther's been keeping his sister as some kind of prisoner and lying about it for years. Okay, can I just... Um, and Georgia makes comment, the text is auto-correcting on every link. Okay, so here's my question. If this muckraker is not connected with the Daily Star, are they showing that the alternative media, the alternative press, is getting more truth in-depth stories than the big mainstream media? Well, I mean, what's his name? Uh, George Taylor. Yeah. Let's say they cater to the young crowd. And let's highlight that. You know, they probably just do rumor mills and stuff like that. You know, that's but what the daily stuff probably But apparently this muckraker has brought out the truth about Lex, his sister, what she's been working on, which had mm-hmm. only been rumors before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because the mainstream media loves to throw around that CIA psycho babble from the 60s after Kennedy died, you know, conspiracy theorists. That mm-hmm. was a term created by the CIA after they shot Kennedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. it, you know, you call somebody a conspiracy theorist, it just takes the argument off the table because that means you're cray-cray and you shouldn't be listened to, even though you yep. may know the truth about a matter. Hello? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is. I just want to say this is one of the things I hate about this book. It's so much stuff that they try to cram in. Yeah. The story. The story is too overloaded with stuff, and you know, it's just like, oi. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's like a marathon run. <laughs> Well, and Lana is all about the emotion. She's 
completely out of her mind, even with John Henry screaming, reasoning at her, you know, don't do this, we need to find this out. You know, she is not about the truth. She's not about discovering, I don't know what she's writing about besides science. Um, so she's not about figuring anything out. Yeah, she's not a scientist. No, so I don't know why she's writing about science. She's because about clearly, pulling something so she doesn't have to deal with it. Yeah, clearly Here's from her actions. Prisoner, so I don't have to listen to you. I can just blast the hell out of you. Yeah, clearly uh, uh, from her reactions and the words she's talking about, she has not an inkling or scientist in her because a scientist prides themselves on finding facts, listening I, to the facts. Right. And she's just about, I've come to my conclusion, and screw you and what you think, my conclusion's right. So yeah. I'd love to see, I'd love to see, you know, the stuff she presents for her doctorate, where she's like, screw theory, here's what I'm presenting, and I know it's right. <laughs> well, okay, if she's a scientist, she's a junk scientist. <laughs> she's the worst scientist in the world. And... She's currently popping pills, so she's a junkie scientist. She's a junkie faux scientist. So, we're back in Lana's head. Oy. Superwoman lies to best boyfriend in the world without a second thought. That's your headline, Lois. So, this is how Lois's story is going to continue. It's all going to be in Lana's head. So much for justice and truth. Well, actually, it's truth and justice, honey, but whatever. So, Lena says, I don't know what's more cruel, Lex. Your lie that you'd never hurt me when you so often have, or the fact that you really actually believe it. How Somehow, you've convinced that tiny brain of yours that everything you've stolen from me since childhood Everything that happened since you moved me to this high-tech dungeon was in my best interest, not yours. Delusions. Your distress over my brief impairment months ago. Who did that serve, Lex? Uh, And then we go into Lena's head. I was terrified. I was going to lose you. Oh, no, this is Lex's head, sorry. I was terrified I was going to lose you. And Lena, I guess, retorts because it's not, it's boxes, it's not, it's not bubbles. So anyway, she says, you were terrified of failing again. By then, Earth's first Superman vanished after exploding like a collapsing star. And you had assumed the mantle became Metropolis's quote-unquote true Superman. You quickly deduced that Superwoman was born from that explosion while residual streams of Superman's coalesced super flare gained sentience and were used by Chinese scientists to create their own Super Dash Man. So they know about Super Dash Man. They know the Chinese have created a Super Dash Man. But see, in the when Clark died, there was four bolts that left him. One hit Lana, one hit Lois, and two went out into the infinite somewhere. One of them was Super Dash Man. I don't know about the fourth one. So anyway, 
But they're saying that what are they saying? That the super flare gained sentience and were used by Chinese. So it became its own thing, I guess. And like the thief you are, you stole the super dash man technology, hypothesizing you would replicate it, modify it, and restore my mind and body because you were not about to let your career as the Superman of Metropolis be tarnished by your poor put-upon sister, which makes no sense, whatever. And Lex goes, you're wrong, Lena. I simply wish to undo any damage I might have done to you to imbue you with the power so long denied you. I wanted everyone across the earth, across the galaxy, to know the names of Lex and Lena Luther. And so I guess this is inside her head. She's not actually saying this, but Lex still said she was wrong. She says, you wanted a doll, Lex, a pretty little doll who would never question her place behind you or seek to stand beside you. You almost had that. But your ego got the best of you, as it always does. You didn't trust the technology you stole to work because you didn't invent it. You modified Dr. Omen's experiment, and when I didn't respond immediately, you flew off seeking the accolades of Metropolis' citizens, leaving me behind again. <clears throat> so he left her for a toilet break, and so she's pissed off. <laughs> oh. Okay. This apparently was seen in the final days of Superman and New Super Dash Man number one. Um, okay. She goes on. I don't know how long you were gone being Superman, but I awoke on the floor of the lab. I couldn't move. Okay, she doesn't know how long he was gone, but she's still pissed about it. Yep, he could have been gone for five minutes. Yeah, he could have been taking a leak. (laughs) I had come to accept your involvement in the loss of the use of my legs. But this, this final indignity, I could not abide. Because she was laying on the floor. My brain, unleashed by your botched experiment, began calculating your destruction at speeds your pathetic sixth-level intelligence could never imagine. Ooh. But my body was now useless. You might have left me alone, unattended, neglected. But fortunately, I wasn't the only one down here, living in the dark. Gosh. Okay, so then we skip to Baker's line at the Lexcon Power Substation number 174. It's Mm -hmm. black out here. Lexcon powers three-fourths of the city and most of the borough. We've never seen grid failure like this before. And someone says, places like this tend to run themselves, too. They're almost automated, so there was no one here for backup. We're still trying to get staff to the other substations. And so Steele says, how do you know her? And Okay. What? And Natasha says, we had a thing back in college. She's cool and she's smart. And since I can't get in touch with Tracy, she was the first person I thought of. And so then this woman says, I can't honestly say. Oh, Lana says, 
it, she still looked like she's got her powers wrapped around the atomic skull. I don't know why. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> she says, Letty, how long will that take? And that's when Letty says, I can't honestly say. So, electricity powers everything in a, in a town like this. Without it, we can't do anything. It's like we're back in the Stone Age. Even the police in the hospital backup generators are failing. If LexCorp had anything to do with their manufacturer. And so Lana says, then we'll have to black start the grid. Okay. And Atomic Skull says, and we'll have to couple the various power islands to distribute the energy. And then Lana says, that's why you brought us here, isn't it? And then Natasha says, I learned from the best. Think you can do it? And Lana sighs in her head. It says, do I have a choice? Mm. So heroic. Yeah. We might just put Superwoman, the reluctant hero. <laughs> so they're down there in the power station. It says, so this is about as deep in the substation as we can go. Those are the diesel generators. We j just need power to jumpstart the generators in the station and make and start making electricity. And then someone says, Mr. Uh, Skull, that's where you come in. And Skull says, I've never saved a city before. Okay, so he's kind of excited that he's going to save a city. And then, he's more excited about it than Lana. Yeah, and Lana's in her head. Says, All I can see is Lois's face in my head. Okay, why? Mm. Why? Yeah, here, here's how Lois' story continues. So, Steele says, get back, people. I'm watching you, Skull. Seriously? Now he's turning on him. When he's going to save the city, he's going to turn on him. <laughs> so, Lana, back in Lana's head, everybody. Everybody's so happy, I'm sure. How happy <laughs> she was. How strong she was as Superwoman. I hear her promise. To never leave me. To be Superwoman together. <laughs> and when the atomic skull, one of the most powerful beings Metropolis has ever known, glows bright with radioactive lightning, all I can see is Lois protecting me, calling out to Clark. Yeah, because she ain't going to be calling out to you, honey, because you suck. Mm -hmm. I thought <laughs> she called atomic skull a third-rate here, a third-rate villain. Not, yeah. not too long ago. But he's still trying to save the pit city, right? She goes, oh, I can see yeah. a light in her eyes before she exploded right in front of me. And, you know, Lana's not doing anything. <laughs> She's too busy seeing Lois in her head. <laughs> the transmission lines become energized. I start generating electricity more than ever before. As I do, I feel it waves but not of energy, of fear. I shut that down. My brain takes over. I channel 13,000 megawatts through my body, sinking the substations. I take control of the current. I feed the grids enough energy to turn the city back on without burning it out. I've never felt this powerful. I am connected to the entire city, to its people, to everything. Okay. I hate to tell you this, but my cousin took 72,000 volts, okay? Of course, he didn't have any toes left, but okay. Uh, 
Um, she says, but then I see Lois again. I see her body crumble to dust over and over, and you didn't lift a finger to help her, so shut up. <laughs> I can never stop obsessing. Yeah, we know. Unfortunately, we know. <laughs> what if I keep getting sicker? Oh, please don't. Save us all. Don't get sicker. What if I die like Lois did? Oh, if you're going to do it, just do it now. <laughs> what if, what if, what if? <laughs> oh, yeah. I get to say it to you as if. Because I can see Natasha's concern through her metal mask. She knows something's wrong. And so Natasha's running up to her and saying, Superwoman, you did it. Yeah, that really reflects somebody who thinks you've done something's wrong. <laughs> oh, God. And so Steele puts his arm around her because, you know, she's kind of wiped out. And he goes, just take a minute. Don't rise too fast. It's okay. And Skull says, I use my power with yours and to help save Metropolis. I've never done that before. And then she goes and puts her hand on his shoulder and says, you did good. I mean, I don't like you, and you murder people, and you're weird, but you did good. Wow. Judging. Wow. Judgmental much? Oh, goodness don't give any gracious. anybody a break, Lana. So, now. Say, all of a sudden, say it louder, Holly. Say it louder. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh let's call her out. Natasha has an epiphany. Superwoman, your partner. Where did she go? Is she coming back? <laughs> I'm going, seriously? <laughs> seriously? We have to read an entire book for her to realize. <laughs> where's Lois? Because <laughs> you know what? We ask, where's Lois all the time? Hashtag, where's Lois? So, we're back in Lana's head as she's bleeding out of her nose, of course. Lois thought I could be a superwoman. A superwoman fight. They're on it. They face their fears. And when we do that, what on earth could truly hurt us? Uh, Your own And 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 might I point out here, she's not glowing red, so her... Her secret identity is kind of out to Atomic Skull. <laughs> yeah. So, apparently when she bleeds, she doesn't have her electric aura. <laughs> By the way, she's got a collar, so that just shows she's fake. Uh-huh. Well, she did teach News uh, 52 Superman everything he knows. And that's why we ended up calling him Loser. So we're back to the Luther Laboratory. So Lex says, the clones, how did you create them? From what DNA? And Lena says, you simply cannot imagine it, can you? Uh, I think you can. That I was about able to accomplish what you could not. I perfected the cell transfer protocols that allowed you to develop your bizarro cloning technology. I wasn't about to forsake that research, especially after your failure using it to replicate Superman. So apparently, there are some replicant Superman around. 
you theorize it would take you years to recreate another bizarro. My machine did it in weeks, even while I laid comatose. I thought you didn't know how long you were comatose. Mm. <laughs> they created an army. If you were comatose, why would you give a shit? You were laying on the You know what? You know what this book is? Is You know, I'm sorry to interrupt, right? But I, I had to say it before I forget it. This book is like when you tell a lie, you have to cover it up with one thing and one thing, and it just starts contradicting itself. Right. And looking stupid, right? You know when you get caught up in a lie? Right. And you have to cover it up? Right. This is what that book is. It's one huge contradiction. Yeah, I can just hear it now. Well, it's comic. No, it's bad frickin' writing. Mm. So she goes, my machine did it in weeks, even while I went, I like comatose. How do you know that? They created an army of them. They created an army of them. Oh, the machine's dead. Spliced mm. my DNA with the DNA of the crime syndicate superwoman you brought back to the laboratory. How? When? What? While she was pregnant? Well, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine all these bizarries getting pregnant? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Hmm. All under my command. Well, all awaiting my return. Okay, wait a minute. How can they be under your command while you're comatose? <laughs> and she's, and you didn't even notice. That's because you're spinning some big old story here, honey. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, she's got no eyes. Oh, she's got glowing eyes. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then the story continues. Okay, that wasn't the end of it. Nope, it was like there's still one more page, and I'm like, oh, we're not done oh, with this. Oh, me. Shit yet. Lena, that mother box you're using, we still don't know its origins. It's corrupt. It's taking control of your mind again. Again? Let me help you. She goes, is that one last attempt at kindness, brother? How ineffectual you are. How desperate. How weak. Traits completely alien to a true Superman. Seriously? What? Okay. How would you know? Superman's kind. What? Uh. No, Lex. No such thing has happened, though it must be comforting for you to believe that. I am in control of the mother box of everything. Okay. And now it's my turn to sit upon the throne of the gods. Where would that be? And so he's screaming at her as she leaves. Lena, Lena, listen to me. I can help you. You're my sister. I love you. Lena! And then the door. <laughs> oh, and then there's no end to the torture. We're back in Lana's head. Kindness, uh, compassion, hope. The big treats that traits that make us super, well, super. Well, too bad you ain't got none of them. When Lois Lane approached me to be a superwoman with her, I was in a dark place. You still are, honey. What are you talking about? I turned her down because I didn't think I could embody those traits, those ideals. You still can't. I can't. (laughs) I didn't think I could be the hero Metropolis needed, but she needed, that she needed. Okay. But Lois saw in me things I wasn't capable of seeing at the time, and she convinced me. I could be a reporter. I could be a superwoman. I could talk a little science, make a little money, do some good for people who needed it. It seemed such like such a good idea at the time. Maybe it was. Okay, so then we get to see some monitor somewhere. It says, Lana Lang, radioactive absorption rate 100%, X potential power increase 100, organ tissue failure expectation at capacity, and it's off the charge, fatality expectation. 100%. And then, you know, because she's dying. Mm-hmm. Can can they just get it over with and kill her? Can they just die already? But, <sighs> oh, everybody, I know you're all waiting for it. She was mentioned in this issue. Tracy Gen 13 is going to be in the next issue. Won't that make things better? Tracy who? Natasha's girlfriend. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Natasha's girlfriend will make everything better. Maybe Natasha will be a little faster on the uptake. Uh, I think she's going to be distracted. But okay. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my question. Lena was comatose. She doesn't know how long. She's laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. She's pissed at Lex. Yep, mm-hmm. Golly's Bizarruses. She's being mind controlled by the mother box. Mm-hmm. Why'd she give up her hair? Um, I don't know. You know, if she is trying to step away from Lex 
because emulating she's so him, angry with him. She's emulating him. She's trying to be him. She's not trying to step out of his shadow. Right. So, yeah. I, yes. You know, the so, book is very confusing. So the female villain wants to be her evil brother. So much for feminism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much for, you know, um, individuality and all those sorts of things, you know. Yeah. Just throw that out of the window. And Lana, does she really think that she embodies kindness, compassion, and hope? Uh, Well, she showed no kindness to, you know, Atomic Skull. Right. No, nope. um, either. And no, oh, no compassion. And she definitely didn't give him a chance or hope. Because right. she was about to kill him until Natasha stepped in. So, um, yeah. Why is she a hero again? In a super in a super family book? I don't know. And here's the other thing. Oy. So when she says, but Lois saw me things I wasn't capable of seeing at the time, and she convinced me. So it's Lois' fault she became a reporter and she became a superwoman. Uh-huh, yeah. Everything's Lois Lane's fault, don't oh, you know? Oh, Lois's fault. And somebody's keeping tabs on, we don't know who, on Lana Lang's preeminent death. Mm-hmm. No, this is the test results that Steele told her to stay at home and wait for. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Listen, there is only one hero in this book. Unfortunately, or fortunately, it's Steel. Yeah. Um, I would have been happier reading a Steel book minus Lana Lang. Yeah. Um, I could have read a Steel and Natasha book. You know. Um, I don't give a rat's ass about Lana Lang. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. She's not a reason to buy the book. No, she isn't. And the thing is, if they were trying to convince me, which is what Phil Jimenez keeps uh, preaching, um, he's like, oh, I'm going to change your mind about Lana Lang. And I'm like, well, you're not doing a really good job at it. Yeah, it's okay. Even if we, you know, I, I, I've never made bones about I don't like Lana. But this is putting her on a whole nother sub-level of mm-hmm. annoying, yeah. cray-cray, self-absorbed. Everything we don't want a superhero yeah. to be. He's turning, I mean, he's imploding her. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Lena, who supposedly is way smarter than Lex now because of the mother box, He's making her want to emulate Lex. Right? Did I lose you? Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. So. One second. I just don't understand why we would even want to read the next issue. Unless it was Lana's funeral. So. The next issue is called Mortality. Whatever. Okay, so that was side hoe number three. 
back. Um, yeah, I would not suggest anybody waste their money on this. No. <laughs> uh, unless, you know, you want to be inside the head of a deranged addict. Is that your vibe? Is that your vibe? Yeah, if you like someone who takes no responsibility, you know, basically all those millions of fans of the new 52 Superman, um, and I say that with the most sarcastic voice ever, um, you know, all those fans of, of New 52 Superman, you can go and buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the next book, the best book, well, here it gets this. They're putting the S after the main word. Did you notice that? It says Superman Actions Comics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's just they're trying to do something, something new. Am I clever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just they're just trying to put the S there, you know. Whatever. So actually, number nine sixty five. We're only thirty five away from number one thousand. Woohoo! Um, we got a um, we got two Lois Lane covers. Lois Lane yes. at the DP and. One's by Gary Frank. Yep. Uh, we the the main cover, which I thought was so beautiful, was by Clayman. Um, and it's Lois opening the doors and walking through with her hip pops out and like just so much of of swag. Um, walking into the the new uh, into the Daily Planet building, and everybody's looking. You know, everybody's standing behind and they're just, like, shocked. Um, The Gary Frank one is a little bit more playful. You know, she's walking and, like, the breeze is blowing her hair. And, you know, she's just walking into the Daily Planet. Everybody's like, huh? And she's just like, don't care. Gotta go go solve a mystery. Yeah. And the the man one, um, we got Superman streaking across the skyline of Metropolis, which was kind of cool. And yep. Um, uh, what gets me is like Clark is kind of like he's got a coffee cup in his hand, but you're kind of wondering is he a mannequin or is he just kind of likes that Lois is back? You can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said someone said a very funny thing. They said, "Well, Clark Kent really likes that Lois Lane is back." So, um, <laughs> he's probably trying to cross yeah. his legs. Okay, so. Yeah. Can I just say Segovia Superman is one gorgeous MFR? Yes. Especially on yes, that first yes, yes. panel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I like this book, but did we I'm gonna rip out the last page. Um, I can excuse the last page. Right. I mean it was a sh- it was a shock. I was like oh, yeah. Okay, this is my this is my reaction, right? And I cannot believe I'm so embarrassed by this, but I but I tweeted it to Dan Jurgens by mistake. Um because yes, yeah, somebody tagged me with him 
and I just hit reply. Right. Oh, I was so embarrassed. But my initial reaction was, side hoe cannot, you know, <laughs> take away from the brilliance of this book. Thank goodness I didn't say that in the tweet. I said, um, you know, this book was fantastic for me. Uh, every page was what I wanted and more. Um, and the last page, even with Lana, in in quotations, usurper Lang, I, spoilers for the last page, people, I, can, I, I cannot take away from the rest of the 20 pages that were fantastic. See, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but for me, it was like I found the Ebola virus eaten eaten in. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's infiltrating this book. I love this book. Why are you doing this? Eh? The interesting thing was when I called Lada Lang a usurper, I'm pretty sure what Dan Jurgens know, knows what that word means. Yeah, he does. And, uh, and he saved the tweet. So I, I don't know. I think maybe... Dan Jurgens knew what was going to happen in Superwoman. And I'm not calling this uh, like a versus or anything, but I think maybe he's going to show a proper Lana versus Lois in personality-wise and why Lois is the stronger character and the more... uh, What's the word I'm trying to use? Bane? Uh... No, uh, like, why Lois is the better character, you know? Right. Uh, and I think that's what he's trying to do. I think, obviously, obviously they need to include Lana Lang in there because she's the only one that knows Lois died at the moment. So the, she needs I to somehow... They've got Lana... they got two Lana covers. For no, one, one Lana cover. The one with soups? There is one Lana cover, and the the actual cover for the next one, which is the one that comes out with Lana, yeah, is by Clayman, and it's a Henry Cavill Superman by himself flying through the clouds. That's okay. it. Okay, that's the one I want. I don't want the other one where pre-flashpoint Superman's grinning at Lana Lang, just kind of like, ah, I'm Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's anybody just... yet, so she can't be Superwoman. Yeah, no, that's the variant cover. The actual... Okay, I'm not getting that one. Yeah, the actual cover cover is beautiful. It's it's. I tweeted Clayman, and I said, this is Henry Cavill. You used Henry Cavill's face here. And he just faved the tweet, so... um, But yes, it, it, it is... I'll tweet it on my... I'll send you the uh, picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's I would rather I would want that cover anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that could be better than that cover would be a close kiss cover. Or a close cover. Yeah. That's how good it is. Yeah. So, you want to take us through 965? Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. 
Um, sorry, I just muted you because I just I'm just look, doing something quickly. One second, sorry. Dan Jurgens is the writer and Segovia is the artist. And um, Lee Weeks is coming back to draw Superman. What book is that in? Can't remember. Anyway, Lee, Lee Weeks will be coming back to draw Superman again. Um, and. So there's that. Um, let's see. Check. Do I really want to go to the dreaded DC website? Not really. Um, let's see. DC Comics. La 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 la. I don't know what Tez is up to. Um. Hello. Okay, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Sorry, we just heard some weird noises outside, so just wanted to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Just in case it's creepy, guys. Yeah, no, just in case it's creepy, guys. Yeah. Oy, okay. Uh, am I reading the book? Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. I'm opening it up. Uh, <laughs> It's on the close page. <laughs> uh. Da, 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 da. Okay, so we open up with this um, really good-looking Superman yep. uh, flying through the sky uh, with the Daily Planet behind him, and it says today. And we have Lois. We're in Lois's head now. Thank, Thank God you. we're saved. Uh, <laughs> so we have. I love her speech bubble or her thought bubbles because it had. I would prefer them to be in purple, but. I'll take what I can. Um, it's a little heart with LL in it. And she says, if I was smart, I'd have Clark come back to pick me up. Because this is clearly an insane idea. These people are smart. It'll probably take them all of five seconds to realize the truth. Uh, no, Lois, this is a near 52 daily plan. Yeah. <laughs> smart. Uh, so we see Lois or a figure walking up to, you know, the hustle and bustle of the Daily Planet. She says, what then? How would I explain myself? I've walked into drug dens, crime lord hideouts, terrorist cells, and supervillain strongholds. None of them unnerved me like this. And we see the hustle and bustle of the Daily Planet. And then we're in the bullpen, and people are all, you know, busy in their works, but some people recognize the face, um, and it's and we hear and we see Lois's thoughts, and she says, "Of course, I'm using I'm used to having the truth on my side, but today the truth is, and we get this huge splash page of Lois walking in like a boss into the Daily Planet, and she says, "I'm a fraud," and it says, "Lois Lane, back at the Daily Planet, Part One." Uh, and then we have Jackie saying, "Lois Lane." I was wondering if we'd ever see you again. And Jimmy says, yeah, it's been, what, a couple of weeks since you showed? 
And then Lois's thought bubbles are like, okay, so I recognize Jimmy, the woman? No clue. And Lois says to Jackie, you know me, buried in my writing? And Jimmy says, Jackie isn't the only one that was worried, Lois. We all were. And Lois says, Jackie, got it. Um, She says, you guys know I can take care of myself. Jackie says, for sure. And then we see off panel somebody say, Lansky. And it's uh, Steve Lombard in his cycling uniform. And he says, what up, girl? And Lois thinks, girl, Steve Lombard, Neanderthal in any universe. And she tells him, you really want to start the day, you really want to start the day with an HR report, Steve? And he says, hey, new cut and color, right? And so he's looking at her and then Lois is thinking, uh-oh, I told Clark this wouldn't work. And Jackie comes in and she says, Lois can't even get a haircut without you having something smart to say about it, Lombo. She just walked in the door, man. And Lombard turns away and he's with his arms in the air and he says, okay, okay. Should probably hit the showers anyway. Later, Lansky. And Jimmy says, he's the worst. And Lois says, no kidding. And Lois is thinking, she says, but in a way, I find the consistency a bit comforting. Then we have Jackie saying, we left messages, but you never called back, Lois. What's up? Jimmy says, and by the way, Perry seemed pretty mad about the radio silence. And Lois is thinking, they're actually buying it that I'm there, Lois, even though she's gone missing, which is why I'm here. Um, and then she tells Jimmy and Jackie, Perry cleared me to write a book that honors Superman. She thinks, well, he cleared the other Lois anyway. And this is a gorgeous picture of Lois, actually. Really good. And um, she says, I've been immersed in it. Jimmy says, so much that you couldn't talk to the boss? <laughs> and Jackie says, I'll let, you, I'll let him know you're here. And Lois says, I've disappeared before, Jimmy. I always come back. And she thinks to herself, which is why I'm so worried about the lowest that actually belongs here. And Jimmy says, you've missed some big su- stuff. Of course we thought Superman and Clark were dead. Now we've got a replacement Superman and Clark is back to boots. And Lois is like, so I've heard. Crazy. And she's got this like smirk, like an all-knowing smirk, like that wink that... George Reeves used to give the camera, like, you know, we're on it. And Lois thinks he doesn't know the half of it. So Jimmy says, gotta run lunch at Crystal Ridge later. Your favorite, Lemon Trout Armourade, is on me. She says, rain check. I'd better stay in today. And she thinks to herself, not to mention I hate trout. All I want to do is get to the other Lois's office and lock the door. Have to hope there's a clue in to what 
will have to hope there's a clue as to where she is. And then we see off panel somebody scream, Lois! And it's Allie. If you don't remember Allie, Allie's from the 1990s. Dan Juggins, Louise Simonson, um, you know, all those good people's run. Uh, she was an office girl, I believe. Yeah, Perry's assistant. Yeah, yeah. But she used to do, like, stuff for other people as well, do photocopies right. and yeah. faxes and stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a really nice story, a Christmas story, I think, with Allie. Um, can't remember which one it is. But, yeah, yeah, it was good to see some some throwbacks to Dan Jogans' time. Yeah, I like they brought um, back. Yeah, I, I like that Dan Jogans is slowly but surely building back the Superman mythology, you know, because as we all know from the New 52, it's been in tatters, so or it's been non-existent, quite frankly. Uh, so Lois says, Ellie, she says, wish we could chat, but Perry's, Perry wants you in his office now. I think he's kind of mad. And Lois says, of all, of all people, Perry is the likeliest to see through my act. And she says, on my way. And Ellie says, uh, his office is that way. And she points in the opposite direction. And Lois says, out of the frying pan and into the fire. And she knocks the door and she says, you want to see me, Perry? And uh, from behind the door, he says, that we do, Lois. And Lois thinks, we? And she's like, oh, when she opens the door. And she thinks, what I wouldn't give to go back in time. And she says, to last night, that dream. And then we see the sort of psychedelic colors of New 52, Lois. And she's at her desk um, at home, typing on her laptop, and she says, Dear Lois, life has taken a turn for the worst. There are things I don't understand, things I can't possibly explain. All I know is that I need you, Lois. And she looks at us. And then we see uh, pre Pre-Flashpoint, Lois Lane, uh, in the woods last night. And we see the echo of uh, New 52, Lois, from the dream. And she says, you, Lois. And so pre-Flashpoint, Lois wakes up. Obviously, she, like, sleepwalked into the forest from the trap door that was explained in Superman or Action Comics. Action comics. Yeah. For them to for them to for them to have an escape route into the forest. Yep. And so Lois says that dream again. More clear now. Easier to remember. It's her. Is this the result of me being overtired or something? And then we see off panel, hey pretty lady, and we see a flash of red. And he's Superman scoops her up and they're flying through the night sky and he says, need a lift? So smooth, Clark. And she says, Clark, what if someone sees us? I love that panel because it had cape porn and everything. It had cape porn. It had Lois in Clark's arms 
and I love the line he gives her. Um, I mean, it's it's so. You know what I just said about Clark being this whole other person around Lois, right? Like he's he's just free to be himself, and he gets very playful. Um, yeah. You know, um, he says it's dark. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and she says the tunnel you built. Um, how did things go in Metropolis? And he says, I hope to dive into the mystery of the missing uh, Geneticron building, but Lex was there. She says, you couldn't find a way to get rid of him? And then we have a flashback to the previous issue with building went missing. Um, And we have Clark's narrative boxes. He's saying, not with this LexCorp and analytics, analytics team there as well. Scanned the area as best I could, but still no clue as to why it vanished. Um, and then we have a little editorial box saying, the Genetocron building vanished last issue. MC. So glad it's not ED. I like it, says MC, because that reminds me of Mike Carlin. But it's not Mike Carlin, but... It's, you know? it's not my column, but at least it's not E.D. Oh. Yeah, because we'd be like, Eddie, Eddie, no, this didn't happen in that book. Shush. It's not Pakistani. No such thing. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So, Clark is still flying with Lois. Um, he's, he's getting all up with her legs there. Um, just notice that. Um, he says, I know you want to hear, I know you don't want to hear this, but maybe, just maybe. Oh, that's, that's Lois's boxes. Sorry, I got confused there. Um, Lois is talking to Clark. She says, I know you don't want to hear this, but maybe, just maybe, Lex and his team can figure out how an entire building can disappear. And so then we have Clark talking. He says, well, I still don't trust him. But I'd welcome the info at this point. Lois, we always knew we'd find other versions of us living here. I could handle that. Then she finishes his sentence. She says, but Alex wearing your symbol. And he finishes her sentence. He says, is too much. Especially when you add a Clark Kent doppelganger. That defies every reasonable explanation. It's weird, but between the Superlex and human clock, it's like they're stealing my life. And Lois says, I know what you mean, but you weren't exactly planning to go back to work at the planet, were you? And Clark says, even if I wanted to, that can't, no matter how impossible it should be, he seems authentic. And Lois says, and you're sure he isn't this world Superman come back to life somehow? And I love this this panel of them just, he's just holding Lois and they're just floating in the air against the moon. And he says, as sure as I can, as sure as I can be, he has no powers. His memories are that of a normal human with no aspect of being Superman. She says, creepy. And Clark says, There are days when I think back to our life in California and miss it. You, me, and John. No complications. 
And Lo says, me too. But it was kind of lonely. Cox says, true. And now that I've gone public, the demands on my time never stop. And Lo says, we're okay with that. We understand the world needs you. They need a real Superman. Yes, we do. I'm pretty sure Dan Juggins read our tweets that said, bring back real deal Superman. Yeah. And we need, we, where is real Superman? And he's, because he keeps dropping that in and he makes it in bold. Yeah. Like every single time. I'm pretty sure he's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah but we, yes, we do need real Superman. Thank the Lord we got him back. Um, so Clark continues, he says, what about what you need? With these changes, you've had less time to pursue your own writing. And Lo says, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Careful, though. Kathy is here playing video games with John as they descend down to the ground. And Clark says, you were saying, as he lands on the other side of the barn where Kathy won't be able to see them. Um... And Lois says, well, in California, our commitment to secrecy led me to write under a pseudonym. A rather isolating, lonely way to work. When John was little, it was great. But he's older now. And there are facets of my, my old life that I miss. Aspects of myself that I put aside for our family's sake. And Clark comes out dressed in farmer clothes. And he's putting on a cap. He says, I realize that, but you can't go back to your old life any more than I can. Not with another Lois sitting at your desk. And Lois says, I know, which is the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. I've been having dreams, Clark. Just today, I dreamt that Lois was begging me for help. It felt real. And there's a weird letter I got from her. As seen in Superman 2. Um, and Lois continues, she says, How did she even know about me? Not to mention our address. And Cox says, She was there when my counterpart died. And also she was in your house eating bacon and pancakes when that, that gold flame-on Superman was there. Um, as seen in the final days of Superman, uh, Clark continues, if she's at all like you, she probably started digging and found you. Lowe says, good point, but her, lips, uh, but her letter was absolutely baffling. I, and the cutoff by Johnny says, mom, 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 can we have some ice cream, please? Um, and we see John and Kathy running up to Lowe's. And she said, isn't it a bit late, John? You have school tomorrow. And John says, that's why me and Kathy got to get it all all the fun we can now. And she corrects him. She says, Kathy and I. And so he's sticking his tongue out. His mom says, who wants to go to school anyway? Yuck. And his mother says, you always liked school. What gives? And John says, it's a new school with new kids and new teachers. I miss my old school and friends. 
And Lois kneels down and she puts a hand on his shoulder and she says, I grew up moving from one army base to another. So I know how you feel. I had to make new friends almost every year. And John says, that must have sucked. And she gives her son a hug and she says, we can learn from tough experiences, sweetie. Everything will work out fine. And John is whispering and says, geez, not in front of Kathy, okay? And, but can I just stop right there? And I, this is what I've always said I love about pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois Lane. It's that they take up their responsibility and when life is tough, they don't whine and cry about it. Right. They learn from those experiences like a normal human being would, right? And that's what makes them both heroes, both Clark and Lois. Yes. Is that they're mature enough to step aside from from that and learn from it instead of just whine and gripe about it. Um, if you need a hint as to who I'm hinting about there, you know, <coughs> Lana Lang, you have to submit. <laughs> <laughs> so then Lois gives in and she says one scoop each and Clark says easy on the hot fudge and the kids run up saying yay and Clark has his arm around Lois and they're walking into the house and he says, and she says glad you had your cat to keep Kathy from getting another good look at you and Clark says with Superman more visible we'll need to take precautions Another school for John, it's a big adjustment. And Lois says, one door closes, another opens. We're close to Luther's bullet train, which can get us to Metropolis in an hour or so. Makes me think of my old job. I miss the people in the office and the action of chasing exciting, meaningful stories. And Clark says, Lois, our old lives, and she says, are gone. It's just that with John in school, I've been wondering, what's next? How do I find that same sense of purpose? And she hugs Clark as they're on the porch. And she says, don't get me wrong. I love taking care of John. And I love what we have now. It's just, and Clark says, I get it. You need more. You've sacrificed a lot. Lately, everything we've done has been for Superman. It's time to focus on you. And I think this is sort of a message from Dan Jurgens to us. You know, like, the story is about Lois. We focused on Superman in the beginning of action with the action sense of the stories. Now it's time to focus on Lois. And Solo says, something different than working at the planet. Speaking of which, this is the note I got from my counterparts. It seems to have a deeper purpose, but I have no idea what. And we see the note, and it says, um, met, but I think, so I'm, I'm just going to try and fill it in. Um, I think it says, never met, 
but I think of you as family. Perry White has asked me to write a book honoring Superman, but there are problems and it's underlined. Um, if something happens to me, please finish the story. It must be told. LL. And then there's a whole combination of numbers and letters and symbols underneath. And Lo says, those numbers aren't coordinates or anything else I can decipher. And Clark says, so pick up the phone and call her. And Lo says, I tried. The paper's receptionist told me she hasn't been heard of since Clark. And she says, lower and upper, lower and uppercase letters and numbers and symbol. This is a password. And Clark says, could be, but for what? Says our daily planet's computers demanded an eight-digit password. That must be it. And Clark says, you think she's in trouble? And Lois is thinking, and she says, I think it's obvious that she needs help. And Clark says, you have to start in her office, access her computer. So Lois says, that's impossible. There's no way I can go there. And Clark has this huge grin on his face. I love this picture of Clark, just by the way. Yeah. Um, this is so, this is so, this is what I imagine when I see Clark Kent. Um, he says, a long black wig, sunglasses, and you'll be fine. No reason you can't have a secret identity, too. Um, and Lois says, that would only draw more attention. I'd have to go as is. Hope they don't notice the age difference. Though it still seems insane. I mean, Perry is sure to realize I'm not her. And Clark says, There's on, it's, only, it's the only way, Lo. She says, I was afraid you'd say that. Okay, I'll try. And let's hope I can get through the day without seeing Perry. And it's now. And she's in Perry's office with Lex Luthor standing by the pot plant. And Perry says, Lois, you started that book weeks ago. Have I, yet I haven't seen word, word one of it. You owe us an explanation. And she says, writer's block. It's difficult. <laughs> Perry says, writer's block. And Lex Luthor comes in all creepy looking and says, writing about Superman's death would be difficult for anyone. Don't be overly harsh, White. Though I hope you'd, you'd, retu- you'd prepare to... Re- blah, 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 blah. My tongue got twisted there. Though I hope you're prepared to return. Lois <laughs> is thinking, Lex Luthor, could he be involved with the other Lois' disappearance? I love how pre-flashpoint... Uh, Superman and Lois Lane jumped to conclusions about Lex Luthor because they're like, he's evil. We just know it. <laughs> and so then she's still thinking. She says, he makes my skin crawl, but that's more because of the crimes our Lex committed. And she says, of course, Mr. Luthor. And Lex says, good enough for me. Especially since I didn't own the paper when you when you first stepped away. And Lois says, 
Seems like a lot has changed in your life. And Lexis continues, says, I've taken up the legacy of the fallen Superman, if that's what you mean. And she says, what about the real Superman? <laughs> real in bold. And Lexis did. You're the reporter. Find out who is the new, who the new one really is. And Lois says, I, and she thinks to herself, don't blow it now, Lois. She says, I'll, I will give that some consideration, Mr. Luther. And he says, Lex, as you investigate, feel free to let the world know of the good I have to offer. And she says, I don't do puff pieces, Lex. And he says, which makes you perfect for the job. And he slams the door. And she thinks to herself, not exactly the answer my Lex would have given. And Perry says, well, that was interesting. Um, and he says, what I care about is you, Lois. Are you all right? And she says, I am, Perry. Just, it's been a weird few weeks is all. <laughs> and she thinks, hardly a lie. And then Perry says, I know how much you admired Superman. If this is too difficult, she says, no, I'm good with it. Right now, I'd like to go to my office and get to work. And as always, thanks for caring. And she places her hand on Perry's as she says that. Uh, and then she turns away and she was walking out the office and he says, you sure? And she says, totally. And she's thinking to herself, this is getting way more complicated than I wanted. And she's in Lois's office, and she's thinking to herself, but all things considered, it could have gone a lot worse. And then there's somebody screams, Lois! I just love Lois Lane's post-its. Did you see it? Hands off. Property of Lois. <laughs> all over. All, all over. That's me, all too. Over her, <laughs> it's all over her office. It's like, don't touch my things. Don't touch my stuff. And lo and behold, who walks through the door? It's Clark Kent. And he says, where have you been? I was afraid people might have been after you like they were me. And she's like, Clark? And she's thinking, the mystery Clark Kent. I saw him on TV, but to be up close to him like this, and Clark is like, I called your father. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Clark has the general's number? <laughs> how much, Clark? how close were these two? Yeah, it's like, what? I called your dad. What? Yeah, I called I called the general. <laughs> and And then he's like up close, and he's like, at her, and he's like, he had no idea where you'd gone off to. And she's like, isn't that overly presumptuous on your part? And he says, those genetocron goons are out of control. I was afraid. She says, I'm fine. And you should have not involved my family. And Clark is still going at it. And he's like, why didn't I hear from you when, when I came back? I mean, you thought I was dead, right? And she's like, uh, well, Superman told me that. He's like, you talked to Superman? What did he give you, a signal watch too? And 
She's like, no clock. And I'm obviously delighted that you're alive. And she thinks, even though you can't possibly be clock. And clock is like, you told the world I was Superman. Did you ever believe that or were you in on the scam? She says, I don't want to talk about it now. What matters is that Superman has set the record straight. So, all good, right? And this, I don't think, is an accident. I think this is done on purpose because, how can I say this nicely? I don't trust this Clark Kent. Right. And so he spills his coffee on her computer and says, no, it's not. Superman thinks I'm lying, doesn't realize I can help him. And she's like, Clark! Because he just destroyed her computer. And she's like, great. And she's like, no way I can get into this computer now. And he's like, sorry, as the computer's going. And so she flings her bag on her shoulder in an angry fit. And she's like, I'm going home to work. That's it, my dream. And she gets an epiphany. She's like, Lois was using her home laptop. And Clark is still following her. He's like, wait, I need to talk. And she says, tomorrow, Clark. And so now we have Lois's thought boxes, and she's like, once I've solved the mystery of Lois's disappearance, my clock and I will have to figure out who exactly the other one is. Even being in a room with him is eerie. Then again, so is entering the other Lois's apartment. Same building, floor, the apartment number is the one I used to have before Clark and I moved in together. A life like mine, but not mine. And so she walks into um, the apartment and we see a picture with young Lois and the general. And she says, I remember when dad and I had that photo taken. But that isn't really him or me. Why would this world's Lois come to me instead of Perry or Clark? Because she trusts only Lois Lane to figure it out. Um, and she says, "What could it? What could? What could be so wrong that?" And then we get somebody off-panel saying, "I've been watching, waiting for someone to come for her. I didn't expect it to be you." And Lois says. And she's got that whole horror um, lighting from the underneath. So you see the shadows in the face. And Lois says, who? And she turns around. We get this huge splash page. She says, I don't know who you are. But I know you aren't her. If you think you can replace Lois Lane, you'll have to go through me. And it's Lana Lang. In all her fiery glory. And it says, next, Superwoman. So she's taking over action with the title of Superwoman. I'm still ripping the page out. Lana Lang. Lana Lang. Superwoman. Can't she stay in her own book? Yeah, you know, I had, when I saw that page, right, uh, because, you know, I, I read my comics digitally, right? So it zooms in, 
and it shows you things as it wants to show you. So you read the dialogue first, right? And then when it when it says you have to go through me, it zooms out and you just see Lana Lang and I literally had a fit of anger. I was like swearing words that should not be said on the show. You know, it was yeah, yeah. You read rated eighteen for that. Um because, you know, Lana Lang in Superwoman has pissed us off. Right? She's the usurper number two. And I didn't want her to be anywhere close to I I just felt the way they ended it, they could have ended it more as a lowest instead of Lana taking that sort of jump and that surprise element. Um, they could have just ended it as Lois's story, you know. But, but when I calmed down a little, when I calmed down a little, I realized they sort of need Lana Lang to tell them New Fifty Two Lois is quote unquote dead. Whatever. Well, because she's not telling anybody else. She's keeping Lois's death a secret, you know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Lois blew into the dust, into the wind. Well, she hasn't told a soul. She hasn't told a soul, except John Henry Irons. And Natasha. If Natasha but was yeah, but Natasha's like dum dum, you know. She's like dun 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 dun. Uh, where's your partner? Huh? <laughs> oh wait, no, honey. Like, and I'm like, huh? Did you not? Did you not hear? You know, a lot of problems. Lana's dead. Dang, I can handle this. No, uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I just hope that, you know, 352 Lois Lane has handled Lana Lang before in all her nuts glory. And I'm t- if people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about that horrific, horrific story where Lana got pregnant somehow and named her baby Clark. She was married to Pete Rock. Yeah, you know, but you don't see Pete Ross because she's she brings her baby and she starts hanging out in Clark and Lois's apartment. Yeah, she like, brought her pom poms and her baby on her hip, and then yeah. dressed Clark in his Superman uniform for in his own apartment because Lois was off doing a story somewhere, and then she proceeded to tell Clark how he and Lois weren't meant to be with each other, blah, 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 blah. Oh, isn't my baby beautiful, Clark? Clark, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't she stuff her panties in a, in a in couch, couch for Lois? Yeah. For Lois to find, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Lois was in a wheelchair. Right, because she had just been, been shot yeah. Um, on the front lines, yeah. Then Martha invited Lana over for the what was it Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Yes, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. And for some reason, she was trying to tell Lois to lay off Lana, and here's 
She didn't know that, you know, Lois found Lana's panties in her couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, good. And people wonder why we don't like Lana Lang. Yeah. Yeah, but what what I'm trying to say is Lois has, like, been there, done that, has the T-shirt, you know. Bitch, don't mess with Lois Lane. She got a knife. She'll cut you. Um, I'm joking. But, <laughs> I, you know, Lois will metaphorically cut Lana Lang down a couple of notches. Um, I think the whole reason for this is, like I said, I think Dan Jurgens told us, you know, it's it's in the, the text in the comic that this is a Lois story. It's focusing on Lois. Um, you know, across all the, the action comics, it says Lois Lane back in the Daily Planet, regardless of the cover. And I think that he's going to I, see. This is the the word I don't want to use because I don't want to make it sound like a cat fight because it's not. But he's going to put the two personalities against each other because of what's happening in Superwoman. I think we're going to be surprised by this. I think we can count on Dan Jurgens. I hope so. Mhm. I don't think he's somebody that can be mafia manipulated. No, and he doesn't have, I mean, EB's not directly over him as the assistant editor is. Yeah, I think I think you know behind the scenes, I think that Jeff Johns left three people in charge of the three main characters. He left yeah. Scott Snyder and Tom King in in charge of Batman, and he said take care of them. He left Greg Rucker in charge of Wonder Woman, and I think he's left Dan Jurgens in charge of Superman. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, I you know I think Dan is not a I th- he Dan Jurgens is a person of integrity, and if he says I mean it, it was just not even a question asked, and he says something like I'm devoted to Lois, right? I don't think we have to worry. I'm not worrying just yet. Let's put it that way. I I'll know, wait for the issue. Lana is such an irritant. I mean, she's so annoying, and to have her show, she's annoying enough in her own book, which was probably mm-hmm. a Lois book, but it's really a Lana book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't care what Phil Jimenez says, I don't really think of it as a Lana book. It's a superwoman book, mm-hmm. or the hell that means. It's a steel book. Let's be she real. hasn't Let's be even real. been super. She hasn't saved anybody yet, and all she's done is bitch and moan. But then to have mm-hmm. her show up in action, okay, this just brings flashbacks from New 52. There shall be no Lois Lane in action comics. Here, here's Lana Lang. Yep, yeah. I know I get what you're feeling because I felt the exact same way. I was swearing the book, you know, for that last page. <laughs> but, um... I'm ripping yeah, it out. Yeah, I I know. I I just What's the word I'm trying to use? I think 
that I'm cautiously optimistic about this because... Oh, Jurgens will fix it and everything, but I just, like, well, I don't want to go here. You know what I... You know what I... Fair enough, I, I got hope. this other damn book to have to read to see if there's going to be any glimmer of hope and for Lois and that, and then, you know, then she's got to show up in freaking action in a freaking full-page spread, and then she's got a cover on the next issue. I'm thinking... No, no, no. I don't want to go mm-hmm. here. I don't want to be inside Lana's freaking head. Can we just stop the madness right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't want to be in Lana's head. You, you think I want to be in Lana's head? I don't want to be there. Um, yeah, I just hope that Lois knocks her down a few notches. Like, sit down and listen. No. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I'm going to add. going to communicate? Well, she doesn't listen, so Lois will have to get through that barrier of like, bitch, go clean your ears out. Have you heard of syringing it? Get the wax out and listen to me. Um, I hope Lois doesn't like open up and share all the secrets with her. Yeah, she, she doesn't deserve it. Mouth shut and yeah. Yeah, well, listen, we we know Lana Lang will be doing all the talking. She'll be like, oh, well, you know, that Lois died and she left me and I'm depressed and I'm hooked on drugs. And I want to see how Dan Juggins is going to handle addicted to drugs. Lana Lang. Superwoman. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. But I, 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 like I said, I have a little bit of hope because I did call Lana Lang a usurper. <laughs> Dan Juggins did fave the tweet. <laughs> I think he knows how we feel about Lana. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll hurt us. Yeah. Where Jimenez would rather ignore us. Or, he ignores us. Or claim yeah. he doesn't he, understand he why we're saying these things. Well, why are the Lois Lane fans so upset, dude, because you killed her? You killed her off an issue one. But her story's continuing. Really? <laughs> Inside Lana's cray-cray head? You know, you know what somebody told me? I said, Lois Lane's story is not continuing. She's dust in the wind. Somebody said, well, maybe you have to look in the background for specks of Lois trying to tell Lana. Well, you idiot! Yeah. <coughs> Can I just say that um, I like the art in this. Um, the 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 porch in the moonlight talk between mm. Clark and Lois was very vivid. I really liked. It. I mean, he's looking at her like he wants to eat her for you know Sunday ice cream social there. And she uh, Yeah, it's like he wants to cover her in hot fudge. And it's dark. Let's do something fun. I'm like, oh, clock. Yep. She, yeah, clock. She's looking back at him, too, like, you know, okay, let's go have fun, you know. But, but I thought, yeah, I really thought that was, there's a lot of emotion in that. And, um. That's good to see. 
You know what I love is we're in Lois Lane's head. It's so sane there. <laughs> well, yeah. It's so normal. And that whole sequence is so normal. They're it talking is. Talking about it's their normal. situation, and but yet at the same time, it's like let's make out. It's like yeah, go make out. Yep. Mhm. I love how she talks to herself in her head as well, and it's not like. My name is Lana Lang. I'm an engineer by choice, a farm girl by destiny, and superwoman by fate. You know. I only wear makeup for five minutes. I only wear makeup for five minutes. Lois Lane doesn't mind wearing some makeup. And, uh, you know what I? You know what I really like is that they drew Lois. Sexy and beautiful, and she just doesn't. It's like it doesn't match. It's just like so natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mhm. And Dorky Clark Kent in his cap, smiling at her. Well, I I like it because it's like Clark and his girl. You know what I mean? Mhm. 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 You know, and Lois and her guy, and it shouldn't—it should yep. always be that way. It's you know this because there's so much faith. There's a lot of faith in that relationship. You know, faith he's going to yes. back. You know, faith that she's going to be alive. Faith, you know. You know what I love is that Clark just knows she can handle it. Yeah. And he drops her off and he heads out. He's like, bye, have a good day at work, honey, bye. And, you know, he's he's off. He knows Lois can handle herself. And he leaves her to uncover the mystery because he knows she's she can she can crack it. She she's good at that. That's her job. That's her passion. Well, yeah, you know? and he also knows that this is the reason, she, what she lives for, finding the truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's probably really happy that she's get, be able, been able to get back to that, you know. Mm-hmm. She can handle and also, mom and all that kind of stuff, but there's certain aspects of that that, you know, she was a mad dog investigative reporter, and, you know, you don't get to do a lot of that with your kid, you know, and... So now she's back to with her life's blood at the mm-hmm. Daily Planet, no less, and under the scrutiny of a mystery Clark Kent and Perry White. And yep. And what I love is is the words Dan Jogans uses for Clark. He's like, "I know that you've been pushed aside, right?" And it's sort of it for for us as fans. It echoes so much and so true for the last five years and, and Wong, you know, when you include that, like yeah. six, seven years of our lives. At least. At least that Lois has been pushed and pushed and pushed aside because everybody thinks she's not good enough. And here you finally have a writer who, who respects Lois and her and her role in the mythology and her legacy and her legendary you know mythology as well because Lois Lane has her own mythology to live up to she's Lois Lane right, right? 
I mean, people use, and I'm not just talking about any any artists or anything. I'm talking about really famous artists that, that record songs and say, Superman and Lois Lane and people, everybody gets that reference. Everybody knows who Lois Lane is. Right? And so she's got her own legacy to live up to. And here you have a writer who's just letting her be Lois. So, yeah. What a time for Lois to come back to. We need some truth in here. Yep. So, let's see what we got going on here. Oh, the other thing I like about Jurgen's writing is that John is an actual kid. Hell yes. Yes, thank you very much. He likes ice cream and he goes overboard with the fudge. Well, and he's like, not in front of Kathy, Mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he's at that age to do that kind of thing. Okay. Right. I mean, he likes Kathy. Right. And that's what, you know, that's what I liked about Superman number seven was Peter Tomasi and Pat Gleason finally got that childlike essence of John. Right. He was where he, he stuffed, boy. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's stuffing his face with candy floss. He's, he's joking about having a milk mustache. He's got a burger in one hand, fries in the other, and, and you know, soda under his arm. Um, and when he goes on the roller coaster, he's like, up, up, and away, you know? It's it's just authentic, and that's what I want John to be. Right. Because if he's gonna if he's gonna have to hit up against that super matureness of Damien, he has to be childlike because Damien's not childlike at all. Yeah, they're really developing John into a full fledged character and he's a real person. You can actually see, you know, he truly is a ten year old kid. Yep. Who has the mature responsibility of power. But you know, and so when he does go up against Damien, he's going to be able to hold his own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Speaking of which, next week we have, this coming Wednesday, we have Trinity number two. I don't even Yay! know what that story's about. We have Superman number nine, which I assume is still Dinosaur Island. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just two issues that Dinosaur Island. Yeah, so this so this is the this is the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one is uh, Superman Annual and Superman Number Ten. You have to read them together, um, because they're Super Sons. The beginning. Well, this is only see when hold on. Oh yeah, this is nine. Okay. Um. Nightwing number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, this is a nice cover of Justice League number seven. Wow. Yeah. I also have Justice That's League of America number ten, but uh, they're still trying. Uh, is to it that. if it if it's coming out? Okay, it, we'll we'll put a pin in it. It may may not. We don't know. Hmm? They're still trying to sell it, no matter mm-hmm. what. <laughs> Tom. Uh, uh, Tony Daniels knows how to draw Superman. Damn, look at that slick 
called? That squid jaw? That's a good Superman. Um, Sorry, I'm just drooling over Tony Daniels' Superman here. Oh, that's fine. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like the laser eyes Superman cover. Superman number nine. No. Seen enough of that in mm-hmm. the new 52. Thank you very much. Yep. I really like the Trinity cover. It's it's very um, Trinity-like. Yep. Um, so... Aquaman! No Wonder Woman next this Wednesday, because we just had it. Um, yeah. No Titans yet. No. Aquaman's 75th anniversary. Wow. Cool. Yay, I never. Aquaman. What book did Aquaman? What, what was he born in? Was it Aquaman or was it in some other book? Uh, I don't know that. He much. was born. He was born in some other book. Okay. I know that. Um, I can't remember what it is now. Is is like one of those team books? I will tell you what it is. I will find out what his first appearance was in. Um, More Fun Comics, Ah, number 73. Okay. Yeah. 1941. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, we'll be continuing with Dinosaur Island, Trinity, Justice League. Anything else? Uh... I mean, I I stopped reading Aquaman because he's just fighting everybody. Uh, can I just get like Aquaman and Mira under the ocean, like doing some romantic stuff? Can they, they go on a date? Are they still doing Monster Man and Nightwing, or is that done? Uh, I, they said this was the last issue. So, and I see the cover has changed for Batman number nine. He's like normal now. Yeah. And, like, Nightwing's, like, not... I I read an interview for Nightwing, and they said after the Monster Men arc, which I think has ended now... Okay. They're they're going to do a very emotional story that's going to have Barbara in it, so... That's good. You do that, I'll buy your book. Yeah, really. Yeah, we got to get these relationships in order there, babe, before we, you know. That's one of the reasons that the New 52 is so abysmal. Mm. We had relationships. And nobody was in love. It was so... Yeah. I mean, Superman and Wonder Woman were together because they were lonely and afraid. That's not love. Yeah. Um, I mean, Aquaman was with Mira. Okay, they're in love. Uh, animal man and whoever his wife his wife <laughs> um, we don't know her name I don't know uh, I, I, I don't know I think, I think it's Jean I think it's Jean or something mm. I'm not sure um, I could be very wrong I don't know let me let me google animal man's wife <laughs> his name's Buddy I think I know he yeah, his name is Buddy. I don't know why I'm calling her Jean. Animal name. 
know. We'll have to ask Grant Morrison next time we see him. Uh, his buddy's wife, Ellen. Oh, I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Kathy Karen. No, that's not it. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, oh, and no. they have a daughter. And they have a daughter. And a oh, son, I too, I think. Oh, oh yeah, his family. daughter had powers in the book, but then they killed her. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, they didn't separate Animal Man. They just killed his kid. Oh, the new Fifty Two, because you know. Yeah, they had to give him some sorrow. He had to be angust somewhere. Yeah. Well, how many did they kill off Lois (laughs) and Clark's kids? But they better not touch John. Yeah. Well, um, well, I mean, they killed Chris, sort of. They They sent him to the Phantom Zone. They killed they killed John and Con, didn't they? Or is Con still alive? Uh, Somehow. I think Con's alive now. Yeah. He's but he was he's... dead. He was dead and then they because there was such a backlash they brought him back in Supergirl of all places. Yeah. And you're like, Is he alive? Is it he alive? Is he alive? Is he the like twice twice over son of Clark and Lois? He he's the twice over son of Clark and Lois, yes. Oh jeez. Because they took because they took John's DNA and then they added more Clark Lois was and more DNA, Clark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Clark and Lois couldn't be together, but they have a son. In the in an alternate future somewhere. Yeah. He did a lot of time traveling, and then he's, yeah. But see, at the beginning of the New 52, I think they had a good idea, because Lois was investigating the place where Khan and John were. Yep, yes. And that mm-hmm. all went away. That went, yeah, that went away. We never found out what happened there. Yeah. Because Lois wasn't allowed to do any investigating, reporting. She was just supposed to be seated behind the desk. Lois wasn't supposed to do anything. Right. Yeah. And they, then they wonder why we hate Superwoman so much. Because it just yep. reminds us of every damn trick in the book they pulled on us. And now they're, like, beating us with a, de- a stick again. I mean, it's like, dude. They're beating us with a hot poker. <laughs> yeah, and then they go, oh, I don't know why you're upset. <laughs> Seriously? And you're a moron. Yep, yep, a blind, or you just don't want to admit it. Yeah. So far, everything he's ever said is completely the opposite. Now, like he, I remember him having that conversation with Shades about he was worried about a man writing about women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, so far, your women suck. They're either dead or they're totally cray-cray. And they want to emulate mm-hmm. men. And they want to emulate men. Yep. And... Natasha is done done in the corner. 
She's good in her action sequences, but then she's a little slow on the uptake. Oh, where's your partner? That's a whole issue later. Yep, on the last page. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Are we back to that already? Did you just throw that in? But she's got women all over town that she thinks cool and smart. Whatever. Yep. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, I'm going to say good night. All right. Thank you for the good show. Thank you for putting up with my lateness and my disappearing and all that sort of stuff. No problem. Okay. Thank you for the good show as well. Welcome. So, everybody, have a great week. And I hope you enjoyed your comics this week. And we'll see you next week. Night. Yay. Bye.